0: course, please go to HankStrange.com. Um, that's the best way for you to figure out all the different ways that you could support us, including if you're looking for shirts like this, we have a link that goes directly to Ballistic Inc. That's or, right. Or you could go, just go to Ballistic Inc. and look me up. You can get the LotLow shirts. I'm probably going to make a new LotLow shirt here at some at some point. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong design, man. I like yeah. the Magnum Pi. I like the, I like that whole motif. I liked it so much mm-hmm. that we made, it. we actually took the original Hawaiian like uh, Aloha Magnum Pi design and made a, made a Hawaiian shirt out of it. I know, original. I know. Let so, me see. I
0: could roll that in right now. Yeah, so that's uh, let's pretty see.
1: solid, man.
0: If I could roll that in, where is that design? Um, it's one of the, yeah. I'll, I'll find that and pop that up for you. It's one of the designs up here. Let me see. Here it goes. I'll sh- share it with the folks real quick. Boom. There you go.
1: Very, very 80s nostalgia. Yeah,
0: you know. the original Boog Boy Magnum P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: The original so, operator with the little bird, man. He's the one that made little birds hot. Uh, exactly.
0: So listen, <laughs> let's jump into the show here. Let me uh, Let me kick this off. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, smash the thumbs up, share this if you can. We appreciate all that. I'm going to hit the open right now.
2: Welcome back. For the Hank Strange situation.
0: All right, guys, as I said, smash that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live, and my guest is Matt of Ballistic Inc., unless he stole this hat from somewhere nope <laughs> what's nope, up that, man? what's going on man thanks what's for up? having me on you know we got to do the jazz hands let's get the jazz hands going there you go jazz hands going we are live i hope you guys have your big girl panties on that was like an upside down rain just now man yeah <laughs> He's good. He's good. i don't know yep, <laughs> but, elevator
3: <laughs>
0: yeah uh this is episode 722 of the who moved my freedom podcast as i said my guest is matt of ballistic inc um, and he's gonna be joining us here for the whole two hours and Somewhere around 8 o'clock. We should be getting Sean Curtis of Ludus Integritas joining us He's a writer and he's coming on to talk about uh, the new Walther Walther released some uh, a New pistol line a few days ago So he's gonna come on and talk about that as well as I should have a video going um, getting posted up here at some point point. Uh, where I actually spoke to Cody from Walther, and we got all the questions that you guys could possibly ask about that. So we'll get to that in the second half. Right now, shout out to everyone coming in. Smash those thumbs ups, as I said. Um, Shout out to Randy Peacock, who smashed the thumbs ups. Jade Grew, also out there. Appalachian Gunrunner. Um, if anyone needs a shout out, let us know. And I know all the. I know there's more folks than that that smash the thumbs up. So we appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm still in the van. That's what Matt and I were talking about behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm. I'm so used to
1: seeing you in your regular studio, and right. when I came on, yeah. I was like, oh,
0: and very standing. Comfortable. <laughs> yeah, very comfortable. And standing. Yeah, now I'm sitting down and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to get this set up, man. Yeah,
1: I you mean, know, it, I it think it's going to be a great addition to your to your podcasting repertoire Uh, it's going to give you a really neat you know ability to go out and and just have a lot more fun you can actually podcast from the
0: range you know you can do all kinds of cool stuff Yes, that's one of the things I want to do. I want to come around and visit. Maybe yeah, maybe I come, I'll come visit Ballistic Inc. I don't know. Come on
1: come on yeah. up, man. Actually, yeah. I would probably meet you halfway. We'd meet you at the farm down at Eric's place. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could It's do a little that. bit closer because we're about an hour north uh, of Eric and the guys. Okay. So uh, yeah. when I go down there, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour based on traffic.
0: Yeah. How often do you go down to Eric's place? Because I know you, you and Eric do the podcast and I was on the podcast, by the way, which yeah. is a lot of fun. And
1: which which did very well. It was probably one of our higher performing episodes. Really good, so, yeah. 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 Man, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm with, so with shocked. Guests, but let, let me let me put that in perspective. It was one of our uh, highest performing episodes with guests.
0: Uh, oh, we, okay. you, know, we,
1: oh cool. we, you know, we're not a guest based podcast, so mm-hmm. it's usually just him and I. And we're just kind of kicking around ideas mm-hmm. and, and banter mm-hmm. Um we'll have like a subject, but it's not like something that's written in stone. And then we'll work in like a guest or two every couple of episodes, every three or four mm-hmm. episodes. So um yeah, your your episode did very well in comparison yeah. to the other guest episodes. Oh, so that cool.
0: was awesome. Cool. That was totally accidental. It wasn't me.
1: <laughs> I do I did try to out. share
0: it and stuff like that. I don't know if people I don't know no, if people I mean, do that well, or if you guys talk to people, but I think it's bad etiquette to go on someone's show or whatever and then not share or do any you know right that's right yeah like if you do a video with someone like i did several videos with eric every time those went up i was like what shared it out (laughs) you know but you should do that i know not everyone does it so
1: yeah um it's really difficult when it's a when it's live Mm -hmm. uh, but after this episode say it wraps Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. i'll say hey go check it out yeah um it's just one of those
0: one of yeah. those things. At some point, like I don't you know, I'm not and I'm not trying to say anything to you. I think I think overall in this thing that we do, when we do stuff with each other, we should share it. So for example, you know, Iraq veteran is one of the biggest gun tubers out there, right? Um, and I find he's very generous. He didn't. He doesn't just do stuff with me. I see. I see uh, Kevin Dixie out there, the real NOC, He's done stuff with him. When That's I was right. there, uh, Kevin and 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 myself and Eric did some videos, which I haven't had a chance to edit, and I'm gonna put up. But Eric is always inviting people in and doing stuff, and I just think that it's a. You know the way that you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to share that stuff when you do things with other people don't it would be bad for me to just go in do stuff with eric like oh he's the big he's a big baller now i'm gonna get everyone everyone's gonna see me over there no there's some people as big as as iraq veteran is there's some people who might not have heard of it or some folks on my side who might not have you know uh might not really look at it and so it's a the best thing in the world to do for everyone to share that when you're doing stuff with people instead of being like a one-way street and or a vampire like you know that's, that's how yeah. i put it that you're just getting off of someone's fame you know but you don't want to reciprocate that so
1: well you you've been in the industry and you're on in the industry you that there's companies and there's people out there that are like that and you know we the the, the bad thing is is that you only have to do it a few times until you get a reputation of being that type of person. Then nobody mm-hmm. really wants to help you out or work work with you mm-hmm. because it is a one way street. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, I see it all the time. Companies they yeah. it, and that's the weird thing is because I'm not a content creator, but I work with all the content creators. So mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of hear about it from you, you hear guys. The complaints. Yeah, I hear about it because I'm like that that yeah. guy. Um, but I mean, the companies—it's really hard because they'll, you'll become friends with the company, mm-hmm. but it's really difficult to get past that—that that friend. Like, hey, I do have to charge you for this. Like, it's one of those things. Right. Like, hey, I really like your product. Mm-hmm. Thanks for like hooking me up with the product, but we do have to talk monetary compensation because it's right. just part. You know, the lights have to come on. Um, yes, and it's so, just a hard, hard thing to do.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. There's a couple of things in there. Um, one, I think, so when I deal with companies, it's not, I think everyone has a different way to, to do it, but I think that on behalf of a lot of companies out there, like I were talking about etiquette, mm-hmm. they don't realize that, you know, maybe if you're just a casual person doing these videos and you don't do it often, that's one thing. But if you're doing this on a regular basis, it's very expensive to do. And Yes. And so when you put up when you when you're putting up things and especially with what's going on now on YouTube that any gun content including what we're doing right now or anything that I do that's gun related that goes on Hank Strange YouTube is suppressing that. And my proof to you is that I started a separate channel to do car stuff and it got monetized and it does it's already doing better than this channel. That has been around for a long yep. time and is bigger than it, and I have more content on in terms of the advertising. So a lot of the companies just assume, oh, you're getting a ton of advertising money. No, no. Right. <laughs> you know, you're not I mean, getting that. So it would be nice to it would be nice to help you out. And everyone has a different way to do that. I don't try to, you know, from my point of view, I don't go out there telling people they that they have to do it. Um, and I try to help out everyone that I can. But I just think that it's something that the companies, it's the same thing that I'm saying with, like, if you go do something with someone, you know, it's just good form to share that and help big that person up and introduce everyone to things. And I think it's the same thing with the, with the gun companies, and they're just assuming, oh, this thing, that maybe this accessory that I make that's 50 bucks or 100 bucks, you, you should be happy that, um, that I'm giving you that, or even a, a firearm. Um, but in a lot of cases, even if what I say about that gun is in some ways bad, it's still advertising you and still getting you out there to people. And before people buy something, they look at a ton of uh, videos and make their choice. So I've said things about companies that the companies have gotten really mad at me and actually stopped talking to me. But then when I see the folks out there, they're they're happy that I told them the reality of those things. And they still buy the stuff. <laughs> I'm sure that yeah. happens. That happens with uh, Eric as well. So, the the industry should realize that they need us and we need them, and we should figure out ways to work together, instead of just thinking, oh yeah, we you know, we can get these people to do things for nothing. And it, it's it's happened to me recently. It happens over and over again. Lots of people. I do things. I, I do things with their products and things like that, and they actually just really don't care. You know, um, and and the and the reason why I think it's something worth talking about is because in this space, the idea of us being influencers almost becomes uh, like whore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mean, say that all the time.
1: Yeah, and and that's how a lot of people look at it. They associate. Mm-hmm. Um, showing off a product or mm-hmm. showcasing a product as you know mm-hmm. quote shilling. so yeah you know as as in my opinion, as long as you're getting compensated and the compensation doesn't determine the outcome of your opinion is perfectly yes. fine. I mean that's yeah. it, that's just the way it is I mean
0: said so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sorry I'm, I'm dialing in Kevin Dixie because I saw no. him in the chat. I think he wants to come on and chat with us.
1: Oh yeah. So for let's sure. see if
0: we, let's see if we get that working. Yeah, CSA. Um yeah.
1: so as as long as you know that that payment isn't determining the outcome of your opinion, you know, it's it's a very expensive job. So it's I would equate it to being a 100% commission only salesperson because mm-hmm. you're putting money out of your own pocket to do this job in hopes that you're gonna get some type of payback or a return on your investment. So editing videos, you know, taking time to go and shoot product, shoot Mm -hmm. videos, it's a ton of work. And Mm -hmm. to get one 25-minute video that, you know, everybody enjoys probably took like 50 or 60 hours Mm -hmm. of time and effort to make. And money. Um, And money and ammo and, you know, begging people. Okay, let's let's be real, right now, Gun companies and ammo companies Mm -hmm. do not need anybody's help to increase sales. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I was talking with Eric about this. I said, Mm -hmm. man, it is is going to be extremely rough in the next couple of months to a year Mm -hmm. because the gun companies, it's a buyer's market. They can choose who they want to work with versus previously it was kind of like, oh, we need these guys to help spread the gospel or a new product. They could literally. I've seen new guns come out that are absolutely horrendous. So like you can't even find them. And you'll, they're not even on the shelves anymore. They're mm-hmm. on gunbroker for a markup, mm-hmm. 1.5 time markup on gunbroker. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just going to be a very interesting year for a lot of content creators moving forward because the best you're going to get is a and E model or something to get out there to to do a video if you're lucky.
0: Yeah. So, you know, this is a touchy subject that we just jumped all the way into. <laughs> By the way, if Kevin Dixie's out there, if you want to come on, just uh, dial in and, uh, and I'll get you on here. i try calling you. Um, it is a touchy subject, and it's a touchy subject for a lot of different reasons. So, first of all, I think a lot of the folks out there who consume uh, the content that I create and other people create, not all of them, but there's a lot of people who feel like we should somehow be monks. And what I mean by monks, they feel like we should we should not get paid or make any kind of money for making content that entertains and educates and informs them about stuff. Um, And hey, they, they, they may be right about that. But if you don't every every man has to figure out how to pay his bills and, and um, how to take care of his family and do things. So if a, if someone, anyone, a man, a woman, anyone's out there creating content and entertaining you and educating you and informing you um, and advocating for, for your side, you want to take care of that person. You know, I think it's it's really important. You want to make sure they're taken care of. And the idea that... She, and and it's weird it's a weird kind of idea because, I mean, You see, like the the guns just the guns alone and the cost of the guns alone here is it it amounts to fortunes.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, guns are not as cheap as people think, you know. We're not all shooting like, you know, hundred dollar guns out here. You know, the guns are
1: using Gucci Glocks,
0: man, you know, yeah, all the... the the good stuff. Yes, to do all of this stuff, to do ammo. I mean, when Eric does like a a burn down video, how, what kind of ammo is going on oh, there? Oh Yeah, the meltdowns yeah. are insane. Look at look at right now when we're when we're doing when we're doing um, videos right now, with with ammo, <laughs> it's crazy. Let me see. Is it? Oh, here he goes. He's calling in here. Let me. Let me. Let me get him. Let's sorry. Let's get yep, let's get go him. For it, let's man. get Kevin Dixie in here. Um, I like him. Hey, Oh, yeah. somebody oh, yeah. likes me!
2: Hey, hey, what's up? what's up, man? What's up, dude? Hey, am I right? Is the thing? Is the thing right for yes, my Yeah, or am I
0: yeah. <laughs> no, you're coming in. You must yeah. be cold. Yeah. You're yeah. only in Georgia, man. Why you got your hoodie hey, what, on? What, what,
2: what? first of all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I got a compliment. All right, let me address the <laughs> oh. handsome man who gave me a compliment. <laughs> what's up, brother? How you been doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Let's go right to the oh, compliment. Explain. Good to see you again. Oh yeah. Uh, now. To the to this cold statement, and I love the topic you guys are on. But to this cold statement, I'm sitting in my garage, all right. Because you know I'm from the Midwest. I'm used to the cold. It's not a big deal, right? I'm used to this negative two. I'll be back home tomorrow. It's freezing up there. That's cool. That's okay. But move to the south, they say, it'll be warm. They say (laughs) it's like 23 degrees outside. So this is hoodie weather. I don't have on a heavy coat. I just have on a hoodie. But this is this
0: is it is not 23 degrees in Georgia. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty what? cold. Is it really? Is it that bad? Dude. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty cold. Let me check the I'm weather.
2: Writing a Geneva, I'm writing a Geneva convention about this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This, it, no. it's global yeah. warming,
0: bro. Global, global warming. Yeah, yeah, it's real warm. You think warm. This,
1: lamp, this lamp is not for light. This isn't my iguana heat lamp. It's, yeah. It's like radiating um, heat on
0: me. It's 59 degrees here, by the way, just in case you want to... T-shirt and shorts weather. Yeah. Okay. It's 59 yeah. degrees where I'm at, so... Okay,
2: you can stop. Yeah, it's not...
0: It's not 23 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, listen, I think this is a this is a good conversation, so feel free. I know, I know you've been uh, watching this um, in Kevin Dixie. And for the folks out there, if you have any comments or anything or questions about what we're talking about, feel free to jump in here. Please smash those thumbs-ups. Uh, where were we before uh, You're we talking got distracted by uh... the Eskimo coming in? Here. <laughs> the black Eskimo. Was, uh...
2: The melanated,
0: the melanated Eskimo. And... <laughs> oh boy i'm <laughs> oh, sorry go ahead always with the racist stuff man. always with the racist
1: <laughs>
2: that just, just came the, out of my mouth
0: that's all
1: <laughs> agree with you on that the, the ammo mm-hmm. throws up on
0: me Uh-oh. yeah uh we're you here did? we're here hopefully right. everything's good right. yeah uh,
1: like even with like tim tim uh he does a, some great videos over military arms Mm-hmm. He's even, like, limited on ammo. So he'll do, like, a he'll just kind of show off a rifle, and you're used to going through, like, three or four mags, and he's like, five. This is what I get today. Mm-hmm. Five rounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what you see is what you get. So it, it's, it's a... It's, it's
0: cool getting bad for right ammo now. out there. I'm sponsored by uh, Fort Scott Munitions, and they send me nice. ammo and stuff like that. They don't send me unlimited ammo, and they haven't really... If I really need something, they'll send it. But in in for months and months now, if not like half of the year or something like that, um, I don't really keep track of it. But because I understand that we've been for a while in a ammo massive ammo shortage, so they're getting ammo out to other folks and stuff like that. So I've been going off of what we have, what we have here, and it's dwindling that down sparingly. Yeah. yeah, it's dwindling yeah. down. <laughs> And we don't know we don't know when ammo is gonna come back into regular supply
2: I honestly uh, better, don't think
0: it will yeah go ahead kev
2: it, it'll take it'll take a while I think it'll, it'll stabilize the pricing won't the pricing is definitely not going to settle where it was uh, 2019 2018 prices we won't see that again um, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm you know I'm sponsored by the Yoki. great mm-hmm. companies helped us do a lot and mm-hmm. I was blessed it was funny. I was blessed to actually get my sponsorship uh, shipment to go out and start doing my community work the day after COVID was announced as like this big thing, right? They sent mm-hmm. the first lot. And then when ammo started dwindling down, they actually made it a priority to send me the rest where I could go out and still work with people. And then what happened? Now you can't get in groups with people, right? So it mm-hmm. became it became a gift and a curse all at the same time. So. I'm with Tim and I'm with everybody else. I'm like, I got a bunch of videos we're about to start cutting and I'm like, yeah, yeah dude, I think about yep. maybe three to four rounds. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it because you, once you shoot it up, like if you take advantage of having whatever your stash ammo is, wherever you got it from, if you got a bunch of mixture or whatever, mm-hmm. if you just go out and still do mag dumps, I mean, training I'm okay with, maybe every blue moon just gonna have a good time, but if you just start doing mag dumps for video sakes, and Lord forbid the stuff you edit out of it that you don't even use, right? Now, all of a sudden, you look up in three months, you're down to, you know, 30 percent of what you had left. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be in that position. So yeah. nope, you got to conserve it. No. And the
0: you other part, do. the other part of that is, and, and at least how I'm looking at it um, for the last for a while, it's been like YouTube's been um, suppressing gun videos. And mm-hmm. the way that I've been surviving so my main channel, I've been surviving by putting snippets up on that channel. So the main channel, I think I have 112,000 people subscribed to me. But if I put up a gun video, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how much ammo I shot or what I did. I'm lucky if that video gets 2,000 views. Seriously. Yeah, but this, sh- The
1: shadow ban is real.
0: Yeah, it's It's real. And so I've been putting up a lot of snippets and and that's helped to keep the numbers going because we still get, you know, I mean, like I, it's not the biggest channel out there but um doing maybe I don't know every month at least 300,000 views, something like that overall on the channel. It's there's a lot of content, but uh, people now are more interested in things where we're talking about stuff or things happening politically. Right. So, for example, um, Kevin, you were part of a video snippet that went up uh, um, about folks saying that they're getting into guns because they're worried about uh, the Trumpers out there. And that video has done well, better than any video that I've put up in the last month that it's just me shooting guns. You know, so if, well, if that's, yeah, do you see my face, Oh. Of course it's going to get views. I Should have used a different example? Come on, man. <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. it's a, of course it's a, you know, uh it's it's all Brigitte. It's all Brigitte. Yeah. That's why that that's why that video is getting views. Um, she, is a pretty, she is a pretty woman. She is a pretty woman. Absolutely. She was she was looking great. But the thing is is that so what's the point then, right? Like if you're going to burn if you're going to burn $1000 in a video just on ammo and put that video up and then YouTube suppresses it you know, and there's no advertising on it and all that kind of stuff. I hate to whine about it, but they, you just wasted money. It's well, no, it's true. It's, it's another way. To, it's another way to look at that too.
2: Um, mm-hmm. I think there's there's like there's a duality there, right? And mm-hmm. one end, when it comes to how uh, people are pre- receiving the information, you have the yes. companies, company ABC or whatever, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, we want to work with somebody who's going to get, you know, uh, a half a million views on a video, right? We're gonna. Mm-hmm. Invest in them, pay them, or whatever we want a return on investment of a half million. Mm-hmm. Now, in that are all the different variables, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I tell people when they get they get a little sensitive when I say this, but it's just a fact. In every January you look at, it, you mm-hmm. can have a ton of eyes and have no influence.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was just like watching you, right? Um, and that's that's the thing. And then there are people that have more of a, a, a loyalty or respect for the individual that might get five hundred views, but their their conversion rate for even 500 views is going to be a lot higher mm-hmm. because people actually like they're attached to that individual for whatever reason. So companies, I think, missed the, missed the mark with that a lot. Um, and they got to, they got to kind of get over that. And even, even before, I mean, you go back to what, 2016, maybe 15, before the the, the band started hitting on I mean, shadow banning. I mean, it was, I mean, you look at guys like Eric Mack and, you know, Hickok and all that, I mean, crap, it'd be nothing for them to get four or five million uh, views over a a couple of weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And now that's kind of like, you know, their numbers, their numbers. Yeah, their
0: numbers. Right. Yeah. Compared to their to the fact that they still have uh, very loyal followings and they're in the millions of followers and people, you know, someone said to me, actually, several people said, dude, I thought you weren't even doing videos. We don't ever see – we don't ever get notifications of the videos going up. I'm like, there's a video going up every day. You well, know. you have
2: to be creative with the way that you market it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – I will put out uh, YouTube videos now that I have a, a, a website. I wanted to wait sure my website was um, able to actually back them up and host them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, you, know, you have to look at what your marketing is, how you align with people, what your message is, and how you can introduce whatever you're trying to represent via the Second Amendment, whatever product thing. How you can represent that via your message, right? Because mm-hmm. I've done videos uh, where companies have called me and said, "Oh, that worked out great. We've had a ton of sales." Where I literally was just going on like my talking thing mm-hmm. about 2A Rice and just had the gun sitting right there, like the Coke can in a movie, right? Yeah. And it's because I believe in the company; they support what I'm saying, so I don't mind sitting their stuff right there while I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. And people will look at it that way and go after it, right? And that's that's an old marketing uh, strategy and technique. And it's not that you're trying to dupe people out or anything like that. But if I'm going to show anything on camera, I either really, really like it and really, really like it and believe in a company that's making it right. It's, it's always a reason why it's there. So but I think that that's another thing that creators have to become creative mm-hmm. in the way that they're getting a message out there. If YouTube won't let you do it. I mean, hell, even Instagram now with the shadow man and his redonkulous, mm-hmm, they are true. man. because people for a while were just going to Instagram because you could still, you know, like when real first hit man, you could put up a video and get, you know, 70, 80,000 hits on a real video in three, four days. And now, you can't do that, right? No, it's just really hard. No. Well, it was really
1: bad, um, right? Right around the election, before the election, you could, you know, people joke about it, but you could tell because you know you look at someone like Eric's IG or Tim or mm-hmm. even Hank when you guys do a post, you would like the engagement is like minuscule. You're talking like guys that have like two hundred thousand followers have like a hundred likes on something like really, a mm-hmm. hundred. It's not even one percent of like what it is and it's, it's and then right it's after crazy. that it go, it spikes back up it's it's yeah. so blatantly obvious and in your face but there's it's just crazy you can't do anything about it
0: we never we never created our own ecosystem you know and it, for for the the biggest reason i think is a good reason right we all wanted to be swimming in the same pool Right. Or the same ocean with everyone else. And we all believe, oh, we all have the same rights, you know, and what we're doing is protected by the Constitution versus what a lot of people are doing. Makeup is not protected by the Constitution. <laughs> you know, there's a it's, whole bunch yeah. of things that, that are not. So we all believe that. And so we're we're all in that same ocean of social media. And the problem is, is that even though we've seen these kinds of things that are happening to us now, where our voice is being suppressed, pushed down, um, totally shut up or shut off. However you want to look at it, I think that um, we we were warned. We had warnings. We saw this coming. We saw other people getting deplatformed and all these kinds of things happen. And then we just we just never did anything about it, man. You know. So now we're in this position where yeah, this thing that we still believe in and we still fight for. You know it we're we're marginalized and at the same time the perfect storm is happening as you said earlier matt that the firearms industry out there doesn't have to do anything to sell anything that they're making they literally sell themselves you know yeah.
1: like they don't need anybody yeah. they don't even you could literally make a vending machine and put it in a gun store and you wouldn't have to have sales they would they wouldn't even ask questions people would walk yeah. in and be like "Buy."
0: Yeah. So they don't a- care a- about three. finding solutions to this. If this would have happened to the makeup industry, right? Let's say makeup. All of a sudden, everyone was like, "Makeup is terrible. We don't. We don't. We don't want this makeup out there." Um, what would happen is you would see those people go. Okay, there's lots of people who like makeup. We're gonna invest in being able to get our message and, and put our message out there, um, and try to. Oh, I would hope so. I th- I would I think that they're smarter when it comes to that than we are or they would just go buy someone right like some company that's going out of business or some uh whatever they would do what it takes to get it out there but on our side i think it's like nah why do we have to do that man everything's selling let's just stack that money
1: well that and, and then I mean, they're also looking at different avenues to get mm-hmm. additional revenue yeah. so that center yourself a little bit
0: more uh kevin we're only seeing half your face Bam, there you so go. So you man. need
2: to see all the sexiness, All right. So there was a there was a company go. now you're that, dangerous.
1: They they just bought GunBroker. Right? I forgot. I the heard name, about that.
2: Who? What is that all about? It
1: was an it's an ammunition company, I believe. So instead of trying to go old school and distribute physical ammunition and start a new uh, a new revenue stream, they're just buying GunBroker to, to to direct fulfill ammo, which kind of takes away from that being a like a bid site, because it's really supposed to be me putting up ammo that I have to sell to you. And now it's turning into a company that owns the website selling ammunition to people that that come to it.
0: Yeah, it's so, called Ammo Inc. Here, let me throw that up yeah. on the screen for the folks. Ammo Inc. Executes Letter of Intent to Acquire gunbroker. Broker. Um, ammo Inc., uh, a premier American ammunition, ammunition components manufacturer and technology leader, is pleased to announce it's entered into a non-binding letter of intent dated february 9th 2021 uh with uh, what is it uh tech llc for its gunbroker um com business okay interesting interesting yep. so that happened that went down <laughs> well
1: that is the ultimate goal of every e-comm website uh believe it or not is to yeah. Get acquired. So if that was their goal, then they they were successful.
0: And I think MO Inc. is traded. Are they traded uh, publicly? They might be. No. Good for yeah. those
1: guys. If that was the
0: if that was the, was their goal. Yeah. Gunbroker had a revenue of approximately sixty million, according to this. It's yeah. Pretty
1: substantial. <laughs> yeah, and the purchase.
0: The purchase right, price right. is two forty two hundred and forty million. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. 2X, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you know, we, we need to do things like this. If I was the, the a lot of these companies out there, I'll be trying to figure out how to get platforms and how to arrange servers that are outside of like Amazon and Google servers. Right. Any of those big dogs. Um, and it's it's 100 percent doable. It's like servers are expensive. So those guys have invested a ton of money into having servers one, I don't think that the firearms industry needs as much service space to to make it run, but there's solutions out there that I think could um, easily scale up um, in terms of service space. You can use blockchain and a lot of things that are out there to run that, but I don't I just there's no will. There's no will from uh, from anyone in well, the industry to do it
1: it's just, it's not just that it's you know you have the servers for content there's always I mean you could go old school and host your own content on your own server individually if you mm-hmm. really wanted to so like if you know you probably know this Hank you could have your own server yeah. in your house hosting mm-hmm. your own stuff and then you don't have to worry about bandwidth mm-hmm. um, it is quite expensive which is kind of the drawback to it but it is possible so if you are a full-time content creator and you have someone say sponsoring it, then, yes, you'd probably be able to do that. But you also have that, but you also have other aspects of it. Like um, I know when the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing was going on, mm-hmm. uh, was it uh, MasterCard and, and Visa were stopping donations to the fund yes. to help to help him? Mm-hmm. That is a serious issue, Not not just because of him, but the fact that they can choose where you spend your money. I mean, when you sign that member agreement, that card agreement, I'm pretty sure it didn't have anywhere in there that you know you have control over where I spend my money. So it just sets a precedence there that it's more than just content; it's really going to creep into all aspects of your life. It's going to say, "Hey, it's
0: unconstitutional." Well, listen, there's a lot of things wrong with them saying that you can't do something that's legal, right? right? And you can't use your money to do something with it that's legal over their systems right this this is a massive problem uh, gun, uh not gunbroker paypal banned me years ago it's at, at this point i think it's at least uh three years ago they banned they banned me for life so um you know and the reason why they did that i don't know they they never told me they just we know yes we know why they did (laughs) it because i'm a gun guy and i know specifically what it was that made them do it. it it was related to um you know to a holster there's a holster company that sponsors this podcast and that company sent us the sponsorship money through paypal they make holsters they don't even make guns you know right and because they sent that through paypal they banned me for life and I know it's that because Lola signed up for PayPal and they approved her and everything. And when the company tried to do it to do it again through PayPal, they banned her for life. So yep. it's as simple as that. They banned us I mean, as
1: well. Yeah, yeah. They,
0: they, banned, oh, they banned us and we can't take. A payments lot of people and, have been banned. A lot of people have been they banned. Banned it's it's his not
2: brothers. A, yeah, been banned too. They got <laughs> me about a you few got, months ago. That's when I got a few I months. A few months. Yeah. yeah, they got me a few months ago. As yeah, they, they, they
1: got us on Venmo too.
2: Yeah. yeah, Demo. So that's, they definitely have to have like the same investors or something because PayPal banned me. How does for, that like, suck? Three gun three
0: guys days. on here and we're all banned. <laughs> Bam.
2: They got me. They, I linked it to my website, but excluded <laughs> it from, um, I excluded PayPal from magazines. So you can't order magazines from my website via mm-hmm. PayPal. Before mm-hmm. we even launched it, I'm like, please, for the love of God, make sure they can't buy mags via PayPal because I don't even want to deal with headache. Mm-hmm. PayPal was like, yeah, whatever. Banned for life. And then like mm-hmm. 20. Minutes later, here comes Venmo. I've used Venmo one time, once, <laughs> and here comes Venmo. Like, yeah, we banned you for life. I'm like, who are you, and why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they banned mm. me for life too. Twenty minutes later, yeah, it sucks, man. We have to be, um, we have to be creative with, with just how we do business. But I think that the the this uh, fantasy of all the you know the gun people coming together and, and building a platform, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's not going to happen. Ever going to happen? No, I think it'll be better off just somebody. That just believes in free speech Yeah, um, that clearly has the investment money or the you know investment partners to just build a You know, it would be nice to see a platform and people say well there will never be another platform dude we didn't think there would be a YouTube at one point in time either right you know, we didn't know there was going to be an Instagram to the woods one we didn't mm-hmm. know there was going to be a Twitter to the woods one and where the hell did Facebook come from I was still on MySpace trying to figure that damn thing out and here comes Facebook right so um, there can always be something else I don't think it needs to be gun specific I just think we need a, a platform where you can say and do what you want to say and do. You know, I just think that we just need that platform. But gun gun guys still are arguing over Glock and CZ. Like, they're never going to be able to pull it together to be able to come together for that common cause. I don't believe so. I would love to see it. I would love to be wrong.
1: I, I almost think that it it's good that it's not gun-specific because mm-hmm. you don't want that. I mean, that's yeah. you really do want exactly <laughs> what you said, Kevin. You want something that's more pro-freedom and free speech, mm-hmm. so everybody can use it, because that's the only way to bring more people into the community. You, you can't have an echo chamber and just have gun guys, because what do we... Is, are all the gun guys going to just sit there and talk about how Glock is better than Sig, is better than HK? I mean, that's... That circle jerk can only go on so long, so you need outside people that aren't gun people to kind of get into the community. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And really... If we could just find somebody that can believe in that product and roll it out, I think you would. Re- it would really be a co-
0: contender. We need, to YouTube. we need a freedom ecosystem for sure. I don't. It's not the best thing in the world that it's just in one place because there's lots of aspects of freedom. You know, look. If they if they uh, cut off the gun guys, it, like let's say Operation Choke Point or something like that, which will be coming back if it's not not already back out there. Uh, if they cut off all the gun guys and we just shrivel up and disappear, they'll just pick someone else to go after after that. And I mean, But you know, anyway. at the same time, we're not the only industry that gets attacked
2: like that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we, we feel it and we talk about it and we have that in common. But um, when I was uh, talking to some other people that do other things, apparently they went after uh, some car people the same way. They went after um, uh, self-defense, like empty hand stuff. They went after that. They went after... Um, uh, Uh, channels that uh, speak about different things, Uh, just various genres all over the place, they're experiencing very similar uh, similar effect, Mm -hmm. right? So we get hit hard because we are immediately attacked whenever it's politically savvy to attack us. And then it's really, really, really heavy. A lot Mm -hmm. of other industries aren't politically attached like that. But there are political channels or uh, financial channels, I mean, rather. And I remember reading an article on that that would Mm -hmm. speak about, how to uh, invest your money and why you shouldn't trust the government with your money and banks are all tied to the government. And there were a lot of channels doing that. Like eight of them got banned. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's, it's not just us, which is why we just need a pro freedom platform. Let's be honest about something, man. I don't go like, if I go on YouTube, I might go to to look at a video. I know you guys were saying earlier about, you know, sharing and supporting each other's work, which is why if I'm able to, I'll tune into the show, right? I'll just Mm -hmm. get in the chat and say hi to people, whatever, to just to show that support. Um, But at the same time, um, if I'm done watching your video, or I'm done watching one of Eric's videos, or whoever, or my, even my own, when I want to be really weird about it, um, <laughs> then then I'll I'll go watch something funny, right? I'll just hop on to you know um, a funny video, and then I might look at some car stuff, and uh, you know, then I might go look at some um, some some stuff for the house, you know, how this person fixed their sink or whatever. So that's why I was like, we need one spot where people, mm-hmm. when you're searching, it makes sense for a person to be able to search for everything. And one spot instead of, oh, I'm going to go to this uh, website to watch gun stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I want to go look up, you know, how to install my TV. I got to hop over here. I just would like to see or maybe somebody should just buy YouTube. Like what's YouTube worth? Google that. Hank. What is YouTube worth? Uh, YouTube. Uh, do-
0: it's worth Google. billions yeah. and billions of dollars because that's what Google has invested in it. Billions and billions of dollars building it up. And now um, they've pretty much. They would never, I mean, why would they sell it right now? They control everything. Google basically has the number one and the number two search engine on the planet, which would be Google, and then after that, um, YouTube. So they can control everything. They can make all the money. Everyone's turning to this. Um, There were things that came out recently saying that even on YouTube, there's more and more content creators showing up on YouTube and actually making a living. You know, people who are making a decent living on YouTube. Uh, the problem is, is that that's that's not necessarily the folks who believe things that is not in line with where YouTube is at. I do think that if you had another freedom platform, um, everyone would go over there. Because this idea of you can't just naturally uh, discover things and search around and find what you want, it, it's terrible. I like watching a lot of car videos and other things that I'm into or things that I'm looking to buy. I like to say, oh, let me go look and see what the guys who follow this all the time what they're doing, right? And it ties back into what we're saying. People who are giving me good information and helping me make decisions and things like that or even just entertaining me, I'm not mad if they're if they're making money. I think that we're or making a living so that they can continue doing what they're doing. It's it's you know, it's just unfortunate that we're here in this position where everyone is sitting back. I mean, the Supreme Court is sitting back on it, politicians are sitting back on it and letting it go everyone's just sitting back and just going yeah okay you know it's all good they can do that so um yeah uh let me let me get to this real quick here before i forget brian quick put up this quote he says you know why there's a second amendment Uh, oh no question mark You, you know why there's a second amendment in case the government fails to follow the first one and that's from rush limbaugh uh rest in peace rush limbaugh um, I didn't listen to all of Rush Limbaugh's shows or anything like that, but I am aware of who he is. I did listen to him sometimes, and uh, I think he's one of those great broadcasters out there. And uh, you know, I guess he he uh, unfortunately eventually lost his battle here with cancer. So, yeah. uh, my condolences I mean, go was out a to legend. him legend, you know, Yeah,
1: I, I mean, and I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a guy that listens to him or I listen to him frequently, but you know who he is and i've listened to him like in like he wasn't big in this area but actually it was when i was driving to florida you know you're on yeah, those big long here. roadways and then you would just like hear it like you could just keep yeah. tuning across the radio band and like every single radio station would have a certain time that they're playing one of his shows and you would mm-hmm. literally listen to him for, like four hours like different shows across across the timeline mm-hmm. um very informative very unique guy you know he's a very
2: very quirky kind of guy Mm-hmm. you know yeah very, very whether similar. you loved him or hated him. you knew who he was right so yeah guess, yeah yeah so
0: yeah it's a you know it's um it, it's a it's a tough day for his family and his friends of course and you know i mean um i'll be honest with you guys there's, there's a lot of things that i agree with him on and someone has to stand up and fight those battles and typically nowadays those guys are made into bad guys rush limbo is uh amongst uh you know, the uh, the first or or the oldest ones that were here with us surviving that were fighting those fights and and um, and being the bad guy. And, and we're in the, we're in the next wave of bad guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's made me think you about um, as far as like Parlor coming back online, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. like, hey, Parlor's back up mm-hmm. with the new they replaced the CEO or they fired the old CEO. And then I saw an article about, um, I don't know his last name, but I know who he is, ben Milo. It was a very controversial guy on Twitter. He got banned on Twitter, mm-hmm. but he also got banned on Parler, which is very interesting because Parler is supposed to be like the pro-free speech, you know, forget left or right, but it was supposed to be marketed as like a when pro-free did, who, speech.
0: Who is this, Milo Yiannopoulos you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's a very
1: controversial And when did he guy. get
0: banned on Parler?
1: Uh, I think it was today, actually. Okay. Somebody put that, yeah, somebody put a screenshot out of him getting banned
0: today. So I know Parlor was supposed to be back, but it's not back on the App Store. How do you get to Parlor? You have to like go through the website. I, I mean,
1: I have it loaded on my phone, so I ne- it never went away for
0: me. Um, Your Android phone? Yes. Okay, so so, so if you're yeah, so if, if I
1: go in the Parlor and it'll open up, I can see. I mean, it's back online on the app. It was kind of acting a little funky uh, two days, like the last two days. It would sometimes it would show you your followers and your messages. But today it's been running uh, running pretty smooth. I just thought it was interesting, and I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out because I hate to have the feeling that you know they replaced the CEO and then mm-hmm. they kind of like if they were going to start censoring people, then they should have just stayed online the entire time. Like why even Go to go to battle and go offline and get yeah. taken down for, you know, a month and still do exactly what they want you to do. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty damn risky, man, because you're supposed to be the exact opposite of that. And yeah. I don't even know what this Milo character is, but let's just say if he was saying everything opposite to the, you know, the Republican or conservative side. So what? Like, that's what you're supposed to, that was what you were supposed to be. I didn't even know parlor was a, uh, uh, if, uh, people started labeling it like a, a conservative echo chamber. And I didn't realize that because I don't know how to use it yet. I'm just like, <laughs> I, don't know I, I couldn't figure it out. So I didn't even know like, how to use the thing to even give an opinion about it. I was still trying to figure it out. And somebody DM'd me when I shared, like, hey, go follow me on parlor And the dude then be like, you know what? I knew it, man. You're just scared to say it, but welcome to the conservative party i'm like what oh. what happened he's like well i was like what in question mark he's like well you're on parlor like he's like yeah 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 he's like well clearly you you're a republican right i was like well i'm on instagram i'm not a liberal like what 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 <laughs> like so i didn't get it but that's how i found out then everybody was like oh yeah that was just going to be a republican echo chamber uh but they're not going to censor anybody and so i watched i remember on somebody's timeline there was a a pretty lively debate saying that, so what if they're conservative? If they're going to allow everybody to join and share Mm -hmm. their opinion, who cares? That's a beautiful thing. So if they're banning people now, that's kind of
0: like what? So so J.D.O. is saying this, but, um, you know, and and I'll... uh, So Milo Yiannopoulos was a gay conservative or is a gay Hmm. conservative. Um, So, yeah, and he is outspoken and all none of us like believe all the same things regardless of where you want to put yourself uh belief system wise so i'm not sure i know he did things and he got deplatformed on other places i'm not sure yeah. why parlor did it i don't know if that's some part of the whole agreement of what's going on and how they came back or who's funding it or anything like that so um does trump yeah. have a parlor uh good question i don't know i don't i know trump jr trump jr was on there but i can't really i can't really get on there even even from going trying to go in um i guess i have to like delete the iphone app and then probably try to um oh i gotta log in and go through all of that yeah I'll, i'll sort that out at some point but yeah if they're if they're getting up to that um i don't know at some point, we'll find that they decide, yeah, we don't really want gun guys on here either, or, you know, we don't want this thing or that thing. So it circles back well, to that's... the conversation we're having, which
2: is a risk because I think that we need to, you know, and it's a, it's a deeper conversation, and, and, and I'm only going to be on here for another few minutes, so I mm-hmm. can't even dive deep into it. Mm-hmm. But we have to also get past, uh, and I get gun people were very very happy whether you consume the content or create the content, saying. Oh, cool. This is a conservative-based platform. They're about freedom. Great. We can go over here. We can put our stuff there. Mm -hmm. Here's the risk, though. Mm -hmm. Power consumes all, right? Mm -hmm. So if they then become the go-to spot for the content, Mm -hmm. then who's to say that they won't start putting restrictions in? Who's to say that they won't start doing it? And the reason why we know that they can be uh, a risk is because if nobody has learned anything in the last four years, you should Definitely, it should have been pounded in your head. Just because somebody wears a red tie does not mean they're pro mm-hmm, All right. right. So don't you, you can't necessarily just take for granted that because they say that they align with this political ideology that they align with the Second Amendment, right? So you got to be very, very careful about. Yeah.
0: That. Let me get this uh, a couple of things. Let me get this in here. Florida gun says Milo was threatening Ben Shapiro and said he was going to post his phone number every day. <laughs> that's pretty savage. Um okay, well, all right. Um I don't know But see, that's that, that I don't know if that's like impeachable. Police, yeah, see, that's,
1: he hasn't done it yet. You're 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 banning somebody for something that they haven't. Yeah, done. he like, hasn't like, doxed them. The police or... I'm I'm arresting you because you said you were going to go to the bar and drink and then drive home. Yeah. So I'm going to arrest you now
0: because you yeah, said right. you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, you know you what know? I like? I like I like Mines. I don't know if you guys are aware of what Mines is or if you're on there, but I'm on Briefly Mines. Briefly
1: described it last time we spoke.
0: Yeah, I think that's a better app, and that's on blockchain. I recommend things that are blockchain. Actually, the powers that be were trying to take down Mines. I know that... Um, uh, Apple threatened to kick them out of the um, out of the store, and so did Google, but it never happened. But Mines is still up. I still post my stuff on Mines. You could post links on there, all of that kind of stuff, and they run off the blockchain. So I think even if those guys... Uh, basically kick them out, as long as you have it, you'll still be able to get on there because they have that going for them. So I if, if we're looking for like true freedom stuff and not just the ones labeled conservative or labeled gun guy or w- whatever labels we may want to uh, put on, I would look for the ones that are on that blockchain kind of system that's already removed from the big servers that these guys have in control and this is the this is this is the reason why i think a long time ago they made the monopoly laws but no one wants to use it against these guys right now well you know what the yeah. other the other thing is man you know
2: uh you know clearly you know ballistic ink is a business has to work with different people has to you know run websites and you know marketing strategies in the business itself and so forth and so on then hank you have Apparently, every social media that exists, shit, I've never heard of before you bring up, <laughs> right? And I know for myself, running a business, running a website, you know, marketing, traveling, blah, 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 mm-hmm. we all pretty much have the same lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how many platforms can you essentially really run and get fruit out of it? Eventually, you stretch yourself so thin, Phew. you start losing on all of them, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's like, man, there might be 10 of them, and you're like, okay, go here and go here. But then you're like, you'll look up and you're like, oh, man, I haven't posted to that app in a week right and so your engagement is not going to be there because you're not active on it and then when you get active on it and try to build it up you're going to ignore something else that is going on that you know that feeds you so i don't know man It's, it's an interesting 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 place to be into right because can you really right now how many people you think are truly if it's just them or maybe one other person supporting them how difficult would it be to run facebook a facebook business page if not multiple uh instagram if you only have an account there. Parler, Twitter, YouTube, MIMES, full thirty. Like how how many things can you effectively your website? Like how many things can you effectively run
0: and still be productive? Not many. I don't know, Matt. What's your what what would you say is the answer to that?
1: I mean, <laughs> pers- personally, I would probably say, you know, out of all those choices, and it also depends if you're already an established creator or not like if, if you're already have a pretty decent sized following you have to like as much as everybody hates it like YouTube is like where the gold is at. Like that's where you make your money. Mm-hmm. That has the largest impact, the best ROI. Um Instagram, YouTube, your own webpage and work on your own email list. That's getting huge right now because that's mm-hmm. one thing that you can't censor is having your own email list. As long as you're not running it through MailChimp, because apparently MailChimp uh can they'll cancel you.
0: you. Yeah, they'll pick yeah. you
1: Mm -hmm. So um, I know mine is
0: mine is on MailChimp.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, mine too. So we're we're working on migrating that. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, that price is so good. You know, it's just uh, they make it so convenient. But I mean, the, the mail That's the tough. mail list works really well. I mean, we get a lot of conversion. We get a lot of like the the metrics that you see from that, you get your little report and you see how many people opened it, how many people forwarded mm-hmm. it, shared it, Open like you see all those metrics and those uh, KPIs that really helps you adjust your business versus like Facebook is a pay to play game. So like yes, you can post, but they really want your money. Mm-hmm. So we we don't really interact that much on Facebook. Um, even on our business page, it's really there's there as a formality to claim it so nobody else can claim it and then, you know, pretend like they're you, pretend they're you. Um, mm-hmm. But
2: I would say email YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask it's a up. question? Sure. Yeah, man. And I guess it's, it's, it might be this for you two guys, and it could mm-hmm. also really be for the audience. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a stretch, but I'm going to make it go there anyway. Why is it that it seems – That it seems, and I think you guys were kind of touching on this earlier with the whole shield word, but while we're talking about all this strategy and stuff, why does it seem that a large portion, definitely not all, I'm not saying all, but a pretty hefty portion of the Second Amendment community that also says they believe in capitalism don't want people that do this to make money?
1: Yep. That was interesting because uh, I was down recording podcasts with Eric, and we actually – we talk about that quite a bit. And it's like the, the two-way community or the gun community likes to eat itself. So on one hand, they're like, oh, I'm more two-way than you because I don't make any money from it. I do it out of uh, – because I want to, because I love it, and that's what I need to do. You do it for money. So that you're fake. Like I'm like, no, man. I do it one – Well, not me personally, because I don't I'm not a YouTube guy, but just speaking on that from that side Mm -hmm. um, and having experience with a lot of content creators, Mm -hmm. you know. And I I talked to Hank about this earlier, it really only depends on if they're paying you for your opinion, if they say, hey, here's X amount of dollars for this widget, whatever this widget is, we want it to be an amazing review. All right. You've crossed the line Um, because, yes, there's. I'm making money from it. But as long as you're very upfront with it and say, hey guys, this is a paid review. Mm-hmm. You're letting that audience know, hey, yeah. this is. I think that's the only conclusion.
0: time when you're crossing the line. If you don't let people, if you don't let people know that, you know, this company did this, right? And everyone has a different structure of how they're doing. Like every single one of my videos that goes up says that it's uh, it's brought to you by something. And that's the, that's the mm-hmm. truth. But what people don't realize is that there's a few companies that support my channel um, and they support the videos I do with other people. They support me buying guns from other people, (laughs) you know, um, accessories, doing all kinds of stuff uh, to promote other people. So I just put that up there and I think it's really important. And then if a specific company comes along and goes, okay, we want you to do this thing, I still tell people. Or if someone sends me something, I say that they send it. Um, and, and I think it's only wrong if you're not doing that. So you're not letting people know your motivations. And that goes for all, um, aspects uh, of what people are doing on YouTube, not just the gun world, but I don't think that folks out there realize, um, what other opportunities are out there. And every day people are saying to me, well, why don't you do something else? Because if you did something else, you could, you, you do a lot better than oh, doing yeah. this particular thing. And I'm running three YouTube channels right now. The main Hank Strange channel, this one, and then I have a car channel. Those, There's three channels that I'm running and the car channel is actually monetized. And I could tell you guys, if I took most of my time, I would say eighty percent of my time goes into this channel and my main channel and twenty percent goes into that car channel. If I flip that around, I would actually make a pretty good living and be driving some really nice cars and balling out gotta, every day.
1: The eighty twenty rule, man. Yeah. You
0: know, you're that's like the, the pinnacle of the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Eighty
1: percent of your time is, is spent, you know, not yeah. making a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and, and but you know, this is a passion and I and I have to deal with this question all the time from uh from lots of people around me, like, why, why are you doing this? You know? um, It's a
1: loser proposition. Don't yeah. do it.
0: I, I hear it all the time. So it's, you know what, Kevin, man, it's unfortunate that it's like that. And I wish that more people understood that for, for to have folks like us out here doing this every day, it takes a lot and we really do need help. And you can't just rely on you gave money to the NRA and then that's it, you know? Because but, where are well, those what, guys right now?
2: Well, you know what? I think it's is a little bit hypocritical for the people that have that mindset. Because it's definitely not all people. i got a ton of people that mm-hmm. support me and do it do it lovingly and, you know, with, a, with an abundance of love.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Here's here's what gets me, though. You take your actor, right? Pick an actor. Put him in an action movie with a SIG PX in his hand. That's advertising SIG PX, And he's clearly getting paid to be in that damn movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody says a word. Nobody says anything. They're like, "Oh, that looks cool. I'm gonna go buy one." And someone you know, pays. Someone pay is pay, Sig is paying for that. Sig paying to be, to in, be the in the movie.
2: movie. A, yeah, lot exactly. a lot of money.
0: A lot of money. You know, money. and I can tell people from the from the, the
2: project I've been I've been brought on to um to help out with you know the the Hollywood production. I'm like, you know, they were like, "Hey, we're thinking about this gun, this gun, this gun," and we're you know going over who has contact with what company. And I'm like, pretty much, I can you know find a way or reach out to everybody. But I'm like, all right, so. You know what's what's you know the what's the, the thing that we're looking for to get so I know if I'm gonna if I'm going to make the phone call i understand how to present the message mm-hmm. and I'm looking at that the whole time like so it but nobody if I was to do it, well with if, if a youtuber was to do that for a YouTube channel same conversation they can get cash drives, right if uh, Hollywood does it for a movie and trust me Hollywood fee ain't looking nothing like a YouTube fee Nowhere close to it. <laughs> but if they do it, then it's all love. But these are that's normally the same like genre, not all of them, but a lot of them in Hollywood and entertainment and things like that. That speak against two-way rights will still get paid and charge a company to have their product in a movie, make a ton of money off the gun stuff, and we clap and we celebrate it. Mm-hmm. But then if somebody on YouTube does it, we shoot a bone arrow at them. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think in in fairness, the same people that would criticize the YouTube content creator, would criticize the movie. So example, uh, in John Wick, when they're mm-hmm. looking for, he's looking through the little gun safe, and he's like, "Oh, there's guys with body armor and Kevlar face masks, uh, which gun should I choose? And he picks a PCC 9 mil, and you're like, really?
0: You got guys <laughs> with level four
1: plates and Kevlar face masks, and you're gonna pick a PCC? And like, the, he does that the whole movie, the guys that would complain are the same guys that would complain on YouTube because we would understand it. We're like, oh, no, this is ridiculous. Who would do that? Yeah, but no you one gets right. mad so at
0: John Wick, bad, though. About the money, though. They don't, yeah, really no, about, yeah, they don't get mad no, about money. No, no,
1: this, this is true. Um, no, I, I think that it, it depends on the consumption style of your audience. So you have... Really, really high production value content creators like like Coleon, uh, uh, like really good con, like really good production style value. Um, like Weapon Snatcher, he's a new new coming up, great production value, mm-hmm. many many cuts, many many edits, like scripted. You you understand that if the gun malfunctions, you don't see it because of the production value. When you see like. Like I use Eric as an example because I have the most experience on like watching him film. What you see is what you get. And that's kind of what that genuine feeling is. Is like if the gun malfunctions, they're not going to edit it out. It's there for you to see. The production Mm -hmm. value is a little bit different than what you would get from somebody that's editing the living crap out of their videos. But I think that's where that knife in the back comes is when if they do find out that you did that. That's like a knife in the back because that's the only reason they're watching your content. Yes, they like you, but they want that realness. And if when you put that, when you pull the bag from over their head, they're like, "Oh man, that sucks," and that gets yeah. kind of it makes it makes them angry.
2: Yeah, yeah I agree opinion. with that. That's just my no, opinion. no. I think I think you're actually spot on. See that that angle? I, actually, I absolutely agree with. You know, I tell people all the time: do not lie to me. Like, Don't lie to me because, you know, normally people pretty much if they if it's a consumer, like it's one thing to watch a video because, hey, I'm just supporting this guy. I like his content. I want to watch the video. And then there's the person that goes out and says, OK, I pretty much really made up my mind. I'm going to buy that thing. I just need this little extra confirmation yep. that I'm making the right decision. Right. Pretty yep. much their minds probably made up. Um, and they come over and they watch it. Now, if you deceive them, if you lie to them, if you do edit out or cut out or don't mention then I am 100% with You just cost me, because I will take it personal, Mm -hmm. you just cost me 800 bucks, right? Because if I would have known that thing that you clearly knew, and I'm trusting you to just kind of confirm my thought process,
0: Mm -hmm. and you lie to me, then yeah. It's it's easy to figure that out. If you're looking at a YouTube channel and they never have problems with the guns, (laughs) so they could definitely be a gun that has no problems when there's a camera rolling. Troop. Okay. Um and there can definitely be when there's a camera rolling could be problems with a gun but the gun is still a good gun. Maybe it's something that you don't see that person's doing. It could be the ammo that they're using, which ammo is not mil spec or <laughs> well, right. know, however you want. It can be, want finicky
1: to be finicky. Yeah, like there could be
0: there could be a, a, a number of different. could be even it's a mechanical thing. So with that particular one, there could be something wrong. But if you look, if you're looking at someone doing what we're doing in the in the YouTube content space as gun guys, and there's never any problems, then that's that's probably manufactured, right? Because mm-hmm. you can tell, you you know, if, if I, I look at people's videos um, all the time, although I don't spend most of my time looking at gun videos, I try to do other things because my head would explode just doing this uh, all the time. But I can tell that people have a problem and I see it and I'm like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, thanks and for I, being I, honest. Yeah. yeah but,
2: and, it's, and it's OK. I, I don't and I don't understand why. You know, that's one reason I, I will I will. Honestly see it, man. That's why one thing I like about watching Mac videos, he will slaughter you, right? <laughs> he,
0: he will he does you. He doesn't do that on purpose. It's just no, that's I, what happens. He <laughs> but, yeah. he but here's
2: the here's the caveat yeah. to it, though. I know a lot of individuals. I've been watching, watching Mac and Hickok and Eric and all those guys before I decided to actually start doing things myself, right? Um, and even to a point one day it was like, Hey, yeah, I've always been, you know, this two way supporter behind the scenes on the streets, stomping the grounds. And then there was like, Oh, look, I blink and I'm industry or whatever. So now I'm looking at people for a different reason. I'm looking at, you know, how to present a message, why they're presented that way and things like that, Mm kind of analyzing it differently. Mm -hmm. But one reason why I like it and I like when Eric does it and hell, I like when, uh, several people do it is because you know what, that's real. And the reason why I respect it, if you were somebody that spent any amount of time with guns, I'm talking, let's call it 5,000 hours and some change. Mm-hmm. If you spent that amount of time with guns, point me to a manufacturer that hasn't had a gun, that hasn't had a problem when you had That's it in right. your hands.
0: Yeah. 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 You right. know, it, it's, it's it just a realization. Can of, I can I tell you yeah. guys a little story that has to do with Mac? Uh, Absolutely. It has to do with a rock veteran, myself, and a gun company. So, you know, I started my channel here in Florida, obviously, and I'm a Caltech fan. And when I started my channel, I was buying Caltechs and overpaying for Caltechs, right? That was during I started this in 2013 during the firearm again. So a lot of what people are going through now, that guns are the prices are up and everything. So I was buying Caltech stuff and doing videos and I was here and I just like I just went up to Caltech and met those guys and actually became cool with those guys. And, you know, started doing videos with them. I was still buying the things that they, that after I met them and we were doing stuff, I was still buying things from those guys. Um, so, this, a, a funny thing happened. One, with Mac, you know, I have a, a big video that I did on the KSG shotgun. Now, I had the, K, like, Mac put out a video. I think Mac eventually, he had, he wound up having like three or four KSGs. And he had problems. <laughs> With those Ks, it wasn't funny. So I actually did a video where I had the little mini shot shells, and I like ran those mini through, shells. Yeah, through my KSG, I had no issues. It, it was nicking me just exactly as Mac said, and I showed all that stuff. But kel hated Mac. Because his, but they hated him because of the guns he was getting didn't work. A lot of gun companies hate Mac. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: yeah. They,
0: they were hating on him because of that. And I actually, um, since I knew them, um, I actually brought them to to one of the IV-88 range days and Mac was there and I was like, look, you got to talk to this guy because this guy doesn't hate you guys. He he's bought three of these freaking things.
1: <laughs> yep. He's, he buys them like he buys them himself. It's not yeah. like I mean he's he's not in the bed with, with any gun company. No. Like, that's kind of his He, that's his he loves like, bullpups
0: just as much yeah. as I do. You know, he's probably the one dude out there that has more bullpups than I do. And he loves these things and he keeps buying. I was like, you guys gotta talk you know, you, you can't have this thing go because they really had a thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone's aware of this. Because Celtech kind of runs like a cult. So all the Celtech heads seriously hated him and you know even the, the people that worked there and everything like that and that all got worked out and then the other thing is I remember being at shot show and of course a rock veteran has done a ton of celtech stuff and but Caltech didn't know them so they were a rock veteran they were the biggest dudes out there and I remember Eric telling me one time he's like you know what? Uh, Those people don't even know me. (laughs) They don't care. They don't know who we are. They don't care about it. And it's like, it's weird because we've even just tried to talk to them directly because it's so difficult to get our hands on guns. And they're like, who are you? You know? So I, I did the same thing. I took, I took Eric over to them at SHOT Show to their booth. And I was like, guys, by the way, this is a rock veteran. And he has millions of followers, and he's done stuff on your guns, and you guys don't even know him, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so that so all of that stuff happened. Then I Keltec came out with the RDB, which is the five five six bull uh, bullpup yep, that they bullpup. have, yep. and I did a video on it. And the problem with this with that gun, which happened to even nothing Fancy, is that if you put a suppressor on it, and then you put a uh, like a steel magazine or a GI magazine in there. It unseats it because it's rearward, downward ejecting. So the gases go back, sending the shell backwards, and it downward ejects and it goes over the mag well, right? So that pressure unseats it. Unseats it. If it's a if it's a PMag or something polymer, it's kind of like thick enough that it holds in there. So we had that problem in there. I left it in my video and I did my video with no edits. So if there's a cut in that video, it was only because my battery died. I had to change my battery. No edits. So that happened. And then the other thing was the gun that they made in the modern era didn't have a QD point on it. And I just said, you know, whoever designed, like the engineers, when they were designing this sitting around a table, no one said, we should put a QD mount in here. This is a modern gun. People might want a QD mount. And I was right. like, those engineers sitting around that table must have been from the 80s. Okay. Then the then the cult of kel went after me. And they got like really, 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 really mad, and to this day we don't really talk to each other because you know we're kind of like if you know if I see them I'm like yeah what's up if they see me they're like what's up but they got so mad and 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 a few days before that it was actually like a Fourth of July. Caltech was actually here on the range with me, making a Fourth of July video, using my stuff, messing up my equipment. One of the guys left his iPhone and his wallet at a Starbucks locally and Lola and I went and got it and mailed it to him. So when he got to work on Monday, it was sitting on his desk and these guys just cursed me out on social media and wouldn't talk to me. And, and, and I'm telling you guys, all of this, a long time has gone by. This is the thing that happened. It shows you how batshit crazy the, the gun industry is.
2: Well, the- well, you know, man, I had a problem with the KSG as well. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and didn't like it. I've had, I had three of them mm-hmm. and didn't work. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got rid of it, but you know what? I still bought a sub 2000, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't, I don't think that that, I don't, I get why, you know, if you make a thing, you take it personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm never, I, I can totally respect that and understand it, especially now that I've manufactured a gun, I totally get that. But mine's just haven't had problems but I also aren't making thousands upon thousands upon thousands of a miter, right? Quality controls is a little different with me. If something um, is if mechanically
0: you know, wrong with your gun, it's you. If the person hasn't modified that gun, then you manufactured something wrong, and it might be a own. mistake, and you just need to own up to that. It's fine. How many people make
2: fun of when SIG was having a drop issues, and they were going through a bunch of QC issues. How many people were giving SIG a hard time but still own SIG and will still buy SIG? Right. It's, it's just yes. like we're just having a conversation because it happens. It, it is not a death wish to the
0: company. No. And but by, by saying, policy, okay. I buy bad guns, by the way. Do you know that? What? By hmm. policy, I buy bad guns. And I'll tell you why. Guns that suck and that no one wants to buy, especially if it's a bullpup. I buy it because now it will become more collectible in the future. Boom. I think. So like the that's, Zip Gun, the Zip Twenty Two is one of the worst guns out there, and definitely the worst bullpup ever made.
1: Arguably, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing so. about Keltec is mm-hmm. they shouldn't get upset because Kel, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Keltec is known for being a very quirky, innovative company. They do off the wall stuff. Yep. They do very unique stuff in the firearms <laughs> industry. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a battle-proven design. So that goes mm-hmm. back to the like QD mounts. Obviously, if they had somebody in there that was in the military or like anything like tactical, that's they've been like, hey, we need to put a QD mount here because if you want these guys to sling this weapon in like a low ready or a high ready position to be able to get rid of it, that's probably something. If they you should make do. a
0: rifle today and there's no QD mounts, when, when did that come out? That must have been the RDB came out in what twenty. I want to say 2018. Or was it seventeen seven? or eighteen? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seventeen or eighteen. Okay, it wasn't 1986. Right. Right. And I mean, I mean it should have a QD, and that's like a fair—that's a fair thing for me to say. I think, you know, like, hey, I you think should have it is. this. Yeah.
1: They—they they should. Those are things that you should look at, but you can't get mad and upset about somebody saying, "Oh, your gun is kind of quirky." Like, dude, you guys just made a, a fnp 90 magazine. It's like handgun. Like it mm-hmm. takes the P90 mags. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty quirky. But I guarantee you, if Tim or a uh, military arms put it through the gauntlet, it's gonna fail. So you can't be mad. At, <laughs> you can't be mad about that. It works, yes. but it doesn't work.
2: It's
0: yeah. very innovative. It's yeah. all on you. I don't think it's a death.
2: I don't think it's a death wish, man. If you no. if you have a problem, I still buy Kel-Tec stuff. By the way,
0: I still buy. Yeah. they got mad at yeah. me. They told me to send back that RDB. I immediately sent it back. Guess what? I own one. I got Dude. one. And I've made videos on it since then, and and when I make, even companies that treat me like that, when I make a video, I I make that video as fairly as I possibly can. And I even tell people in the video, hey, you know, this might be some kind of prejudice I have when I'm making this. Like, I did a video on the Springfield Hellcat. Uh, By the way, Sean Curtis of Ludus Integritas is joining us. I did a video on the, the, hey Hey, Sean, I did a video on the Springfield Hellcat and, and there's not there's nothing wrong with the Hellcat. I don't like the company. Because of the carve outs they tried to do a couple of years ago. And you know, I just don't like all that stuff that they did and I don't think it's cool. But people kept asking me, Come on man, what's up? How come you don't want to do a video on that, right? It just it was like a constant thing of people asking me what's up with that video. And I got one. I told people, hey, I might have this thing. Uh, we shot it and everything. There was absolutely no issues with that. I didn't say, oh, I'm going to go out of my way and sabotage this or whatever. I laid it all out there so people could know. And I think as long as we do that, then that's what we owe the folks out there to be honest about who we are. And the, even the prejudices we may have against something for reasons like, you know, we don't like their politics or, you know, they gave me a mean look one time. <laughs> You know. Well yeah. quick quick story real quick. Um
1: that day, Kevin, that we you came down to Eric's and uh we we did the podcast. That mm-hmm. was uh Eric and I were going around to all these pawn shops looking for, for guns. Uh, and we actually yep. walked into this pawn shop that had an OG like original Kel-Tec pistol. I think he showed it to you, didn't he? That that yeah, day. Yeah. Which one was and it? Was, it? I, I forget. It was like the original, like John Keltec design. Like that was the. Oh wait, was it a was it a Tech Nine? No, not no. a Tech Nine. Oh, oh. I forget the actual name, but okay. it, was, it was like sitting in a glass case. Like, yeah. So it was something that
0: Kelgren that that designed, right? Yeah, but it was literally George. like
1: mm-hmm. in a glass case on top of a bunch of like Ooh. pins and stuff, and he walks in. He goes, and He goes, kind of
0: looks. I need to know what this is now. Hey
1: Matt, look at that it's like i'm gonna buy that and he walks in there and like he just like literally buys it because it's just this really really unique Mm -hmm. like firearm it's yeah uh, it's original so it was really cool but that just goes to show you you know it's not a great gun but you still want it
0: they make the coolest things man and i think they they they're one of the companies after saying all of that and, and by the way i don't hate them i buy their stuff when i see that five seven uh, that PS ninety uh, magazine thing out there, I will freaking buy it. I buy Caltex all the time. You know, it's <laughs> gonna be a really cool they're a cool company. Tonight. Yeah, they deserve us. Now, do you do you want to get something from them and, and uh, you know put your life on it without putting it through its paces? No, but some of their things that they make, you can absolutely do that. And um, they have staples that they make. And, and the funny thing is, most of their money comes from those like pistols that they did, like the P three AT. You know yep. um, the the nine millimeters that they have. The sub two thousands do really well. for Sub two thousand, no. yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that freaking thing. Yeah, the sub two thousand
2: is. Oh my god, I, I just didn't understand the one that I saw that took the Beretta Max, like <laughs> because people right. asked for it. That's what. Well, I know, and I know, I get it. They definitely did it for a reason. Don't get me wrong. I was like, all right, but yeah, and so I I would just like to say, from my, my standpoint, to with, with any gun company. Right. Like if you make I, I, I don't know if you if you put something out there, I think is actually a benefit to have people that are giving you feedback uh, for you can correct it. And like I think the and so I don't hate Caltech either. I'll, if i either. If they make something I like, I'll buy it. Like I bought mm-hmm. this up 2000 off the wall. And I think people should also listen to this. You heard a story about Eric, you heard Hank saying it. I said, hey, hey, we still buy guns. They are not all free. Believe That's right. You, right. <laughs> like, still buy them. Um, mm-hmm. And when I bought it, it wasn't like, oh my god, I had a bad experience with uh, the KSG. Because guess what? I got buddies that got the KSG and freaking love
0: that. Thing, yeah, mine never had right? any problems. Period. And yeah. I've just bought and one. It, yeah.
2: It's and but, Look and at the way that Paul Metal handled the issue with uh, Mac. What was the thing they were making? The nine millimeter AK. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah, and Mac, you know, say, hey, boom, and they fix it, and then they name it the fix after Mac. Yeah. Then they name it the Mac like, Fix. Like. That's the way that you handle it, man. It's not—it's yeah. not that big of a deal. It's not a—it's not a death wish on anybody.
0: Yeah, and and um and so we can get off this subject before Lola gets really mad at me. By the way, Kel-Tec stands behind everything that they manufacture. So if you buy something from them, especially even if you you're buying it used, second, third hand, or whatever, they'll do this. But officially, you buy that thing used from them for life. They will take care of that thing. They'll fix it. So, um, you know, and you can actually, if you're in Florida, you can actually go to the factory. They have a store there, um, you know, and they will, you know, they will, they will take your gun from you and fix it, send it back to you or whatever. Um, and they'll talk to you, give you factory tours and all that kind of stuff. So, um, That's cool. yeah, they're, they they are a cool company, Sean, Curtis, and why are you looking behind you? oh, oh the, kids, the kids the you. kids are sneaking up on you that's what's going on <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's about to get real colorful in here i don't know i don't know <laughs> hey
0: how you doing it's hey you. out there hi hey how you doing uh, hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> check it up on daddy. People. yes all right nothing She's yeah. out of here welcome to the show so Sean, you're here to talk and we can't show guns obviously because um. love Caltech by the way. I love my sub 2000. Yeah, oh you're a sub 2000. So raise your hand if you have a sub 2000 in in the chat right now. Oh, Matt. Oh man. I have
1: one. I, I live vicariously through Eric's gun collection. <laughs> this is how I roll. We
2: yeah, don't has to got it, walk in Say so that's the guy that walked in with that, that old school tail tech and he comes in with a Benelli in a box. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I wanna point that out. You're gonna leave that part out of here, right? That's an cool. M4 you bought, right? Was that an M4? Yeah, it was an
1: M4. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah uh-huh. see, Matt
0: is one Matt is one of those dudes, man. Only the finest. I already I already peeped out about Matt.
1: It was a it was, a, it was a good price. we went shopping, and it was like, Eric was like, Are you gonna get anything? I was like, I'll know it when I see it. And I, you know what? We, we were looking around and there was a JM 930 at the store previous to that, and I had a great price on. I think it was like at, during COVID, it was like 640 or something like that. It was like something really, really. It was a super good price for a mm-hmm. JM series, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to hold out. I believe, I believe. And then we stopped at the next place and they had a M4. It already had. It was the LE, so it had the extended tube. It had all the little bells and whistles. It was like good price, fair price, okay.
0: Yeah. Wrap it up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about you in a minute, Matt. I know. Oh. By the okay. way, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to that as oh, they circle. say that. Yeah, I'm gonna circle back to it. Okay, so Sean Sean Curtis Ludus and, and Tagratos is here. I don't know if both of you guys know him or not. Sean is a writer, obviously. Well, Kevin, you know him. We were mm-hmm. uh, we did an event together, Matt. I'm not sure if you're aware. Nope. Sean, no, he's... Good. Uh, good to meet you, Matt. Nice to meet you. Yes. So, you're a writer, and you're you, um, Walther, which sponsors the show, by the way. You guys should see it down there. Walther, they do sponsor the show. So, I might be biased. I'm, de- I'm definitely biased. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, so, they came out with a new gun. Have you guys all seen this? Sean Sean actually scared. has one, but he can't show us right now, because... reasons.
1: He can he can show us the airsoft version,
0: uh, right? Oh yeah, I don't know if we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna try to run that. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna try to run that. I could totally I could um, load up some. Um... You got some images. Yes, I have a bunch of images and things like that that I would load up here for everyone interested. Did you did did any of you guys see anything about this?
1: Uh, only from you when you when you posted up that they dropped I think you said they dropped two pistols didn't there or it was one one pistol with two different configurations? Yeah, basically
0: one platform, uh, two versions of it. Yep. Um, I will load it up here, Sean. What do you want to? I'll I'll let you take it from there and describe this to us, Sean.
4: Yeah, sure. So um, back in September, uh, Walter flew a few writers and content producers down to a place called the site in um, Northwest Northwest Illinois and uh, it's a former Blackwater training facility. And we bumped up there and then spent the next two days uh, solid, like 12, 13 hour days just shooting the heck out of those guns. Um, we were both uh, we were given both of the guns. Um, one is the full size uh, PDP. It's called the performance duty pistol. And uh, there's a, a compact and a full size. And we were issued both of those guns. We were given some belts and various holsters to try them out. Uh, one of the really smart things about the, uh, the way they handled this rollout, uh, Jens and Cody did, did a great job. They reached out and they said, okay, we've got a really solid platform and we want people to hit the ground running whenever they get it. Uh, So they worked with a bunch of uh, holster companies in advance and had these holsters ready to go. So we had access to them. Uh, We went to the range, and then we trained. Now, uh, Hank, you've been to several uh, of these type of events. Um, You know how they are. Uh, You show up. You shoot a bunch of ammo. You take your impressions. Maybe you make some photos and you go home. Mm Mm-hmm. This was next level. Walter has the Walter Defense Division, and it's a team of people who are absolutely top notch in their field. And I'm talking about people like uh, Tatiana Whitlock, um, Bill Blowers, and uh, Scott Jedlinski, and, uh, you know, people who are uh, really, really good at what they do and they're uh, really excellent instructors. And they sent us all to the range with these folks and we took classes specifically designed for uh, what those instructors were to teach. So with Tatiana, the first four hours of the day or what I like to call tactical yoga, um, she calls it uh, shit happens, right? Mm -hmm. And we think about shooting at the range. We typically, you know, depending upon what your range rules are, some of them are really restricted. Maybe you go to um, your indoor range and you stand there in your lane and you shoot slowly for accuracy. And then you have to put your gun down and do your reload, that kind of thing. Um, This was nothing like that. This was um, what happens if type shooting. So we used our standard grip. We used reverse grip. We used single hand, both hands. Uh, We were lying down prone. We were on our stomachs. We were on our backs. We were on our sides. And we did all of these different variations uh, shooting these guns to see what we were going to be, to to make it through this class, to to basically experience all of that. So that if we ever ended up in that position, look up. it's cold and slippery right now. A lot of folks are falling down that don't usually fall down when they're mm-hmm. out there in that terrain. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but that's a reality. I live in Colorado, so it's always a possibility. And there were a couple of spots where I had never been in that position shooting before and acquiring your sight picture is a little bit different. And I was happy to say that by the end of it, I was able to uh, have experienced some different positions that I hadn't done before and shot from those positions so that it wouldn't be brand new to me if I ever got to that again. So really high value. And all the while we're learning about this gun. Um, all of them are equipped or they were equipped with the uh, loophole. Um, what is that one called? The uh, red dot. They're, um, help me out, Hank. Do you remember that?
0: the loophole red dot uh someone yeah. out there uh kevin you you what's the loophole red dot call i'm not sure um
1: this is hard rds
0: yeah it's a yeah. really it's a good
4: red dot yeah <laughs> yeah i can't think of the title right off the top yeah of my head.
0: Leupold, that's not the square that's not the square one that's out there no really it, it's right rounded. There. it's got a really nice
4: viewable area the loophole
0: okay i'm um, gonna have to look that up right now
4: okay go ahead yeah, I appreciate
0: it mm-hmm. you can check my articles I can't remember even though I just no. wrote it. Okay, you're doing a me right now. Is it? It's not the. No, it can't be the Delta Point Pro. The Point Delta, Delta Point Pro? Yeah.
4: So, all of these guns that we have were equipped with the Delta Point Pro, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we're using that to um, move through our training and uh, establish sight picture and fire. And, of course, reloads and everything else that happens with a handgun Mm -hmm. happen from those positions too, so we were having to adjust. Um, If you're laying on your mag holder, it's a little bit different prospect to uh, draw that magazine out, get your magazine, and get it going. So Mm -hmm. anything other than than the static range. And so I I appreciated that.
0: so the it's specifically. It, I'm sorry. It's specifically designed. The thing about it is specifically designed now for a red dot. The new. The new line. So yes,
4: and, and I'll I'll talk about that in just a second because mm-hmm. uh, the next class that we went to uh, was with Scott Jedlinski, and Jedi is he's phenomenal. Um, he is incredibly fast. Uh, usually carries in uh, in the waistband appendix draw, and that man can put rounds on target uh, quicker than a lot of folks that I'm used to working with. So mm-hmm. uh, he helped us because our class, you know, the, the folks that were there, and, and I know you guys are probably familiar with this concept too, even if you send uh, 20 people to a class, Uh, from the media, you're going to have all different levels of student there, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody is at a different place in their journey. And um, so your instructor has to adapt to that. Um, Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing about it was um, there were people there who were familiar with um, red dot sites and had already made that transition. There were people who had experienced them but weren't necessarily very comfortable with them. And there were people who had never shot with them before and uh scott spent the next four hours shooting with us and teaching us some of those tricks um how to pick up your red dot site quicker and holy crap um i I can't say the actual metric but um we had a uh competition at the end of the class and um i actually won um and i was pretty slow compared to the times that Scott runs at. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a drill. It's a three and two drill where basically from the holster, you draw and fire three rounds to the chest, two to the head at three yards, right? So very close, uh, but you're still running for time. And I did it in three seconds and change. There, there was like a, a few tenths
0: of seconds. It's like supercar speed. <laughs> right. So five <laughs> rounds
4: on target. Uh, in two different zones in just a hair over three seconds and I was really happy with that um, considering the fact that I had never run that uh, level three holster for, before I had a safari land holster so I was having to defeat those mechanisms get out on target and then get get my shots on and not miss and um, so I was really pleased because it brought me up right and, and all the while there is this this subtle lesson or this idea that, hey man, this, <laughs> this gun really runs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cool thing about it was that night, we all went back and a lot of us were talking about it. And um, just the impression that we had was the grip uh, was outstanding. The uh, accuracy was really good. When we started, uh, Scott had us zero at 10 yards some debate about mm-hmm. what people want to do. How, how do you want to zero your red dot site? Mm-hmm. And um, for me, 10 yards, I mean, I, I think that's decent.
0: Uh, a lot of good. law enforcement, I mean, and, and feel free to jump in here if anyone else is out there, because uh, I'm, I'm, the only reason I'm stopping you, that's a good uh, debate point to have with people, oh, yeah. I think, uh, about yeah. the 10 yards. But a lot of, of law enforcement guys who are uh i don't know what's the best way for me to say this like the tactical law enforcement i guess because it's just like in the military you have folks who are handling guns in the military but not like actual gun handling professionals but if you talk to law enforcement gun handling professional dudes day zero at 10 yards um i don't know where like kevin dixie or even matt i know kevin you're this is one of your your jams right yeah. You know, the, with the, with the RDS systems and the boom of them, there's a lot of conversation
2: and I'll pre-reference that was saying there is not there. I don't believe there is, um, the perfect way. I just believe it really comes down to how you're trained, what you adapt to and what works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But the 10 yard is where I started. So when, when the RDS system was really started booming and I finally, you know, chucked over my old man ways and said, all right, let's get this dang on <laughs> thing on the guns. Right. Let's just try them out. Um, I got out there, and I'm, I'm, I'm a real, like, nerd. When I get into something, I really get into it. And I'm like, all right. So I zeroed at 10 yards and was shooting and was doing fine. You know, was doing fine. And I was going around having very uh, very interesting conversations with people that had been running it a couple of years longer than me. And they were like, well, how do you like the 10? And so we would do some tests and things like that. We would discuss it. And then I was having a conversation with Ken Scott, with Provector's group. Um, and he's really knee-deep into the RDS right now. He was like, well, I like the 25 and I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And so after, after the discussions, uh, he made a lot of good points. Right. And, and one point that I added to that was when it comes to a rifle, right. If you're, if you train with rifles a lot, you know, you have to think about the way that the frontal load takes in information, how quick you can process it and apply Mm -hmm. what you know. Right. So with the 25 yard, I do better with it because I work in quarter zeros whenever I'm working with a rifle. Right. It's either 50. It could be, I mean, there are some, you can, I know there's a 36 out there, but normally it's 50. Um, I even know a couple of people that do a 75, which I think is strange, but it works for them. Um, hundred, and then you go up to 200, but there's always, it can always be broken down, down into a quarter, right? So with the 25 yarder, uh, point of aim, point of impact was faster for me because I'm so used to 50 yard zeros on rifles. So it just made sense the way my brain processed it. It worked faster. Uh, but the 10 yard worked as well. What I found with the 25 yarder with me Is I my brain processes the holdover a lot quicker.
0: So you're more accurate. You're more accurate with that particular setup, like like zeroing it at 25. You're saying.
2: Yeah, I'm more accurate with it, and I
0: was I was good at 10, right? But I tell Mm -hmm. people all the time, good is not good enough, right? I was good
2: at 10, um, and then we went out to 25, and I was great. But then I still know guys that run that 10 yard like a monster, like a complete beast. And then there are guys that run it at 25 yards and run it like a complete beast. So I think that it's a very – it's interesting nuance between the two, uh, but it really comes down to the shooter, how they can process information, and who is exposing it to them and how they're explaining it to them. Um, That's really going to make sense to that shooter and how they apply it. I'm not going to argue with a competition guy. I'm not going to argue with a world uh, record holder or anything like that about what works for them, but it's about how you compute information what you're doing with that gun, like, what is your philosophy of use with that firearm? For law enforcement, it might make a lot of sense uh, because, you know, they're normally armed something away from somebody when they really run into a mm-hmm. conflict, right? Normally it's something that's just popping up. Um, so that I can I can totally understand that. But the mm-hmm. 25-yarder for me, uh, with the hold over the way my brain processes, it just makes a lot more sense. But the 10-yarder, I will say, for close distance, it's mm-hmm. almost um, negligible. It doesn't matter, really, in my opinion. 25 yeah. to 10. You know, it really it, it really doesn't. I and mean, when you start stepping it back out there, you know, um, and you're taking if you're shooting at 15 or 20, I think that the 25 has an advantage. Right. Um, but that's just the way that I process. it. I find it to be a very, very interesting uh, conversation when you get into the, the science behind it and the process of the brain and the, the ocular nerves and all those things. And when you really break it down. But either way, um, I think it's a good debate to have 10 or 25. What I'm going to say is make sure you understand why you're doing it. And don't just trust yourself to do it. Go out and challenge what you believe Mm -hmm. and get with another competent instructor that understands the RDS (laughs) system because there are a lot of instructors, a lot of them, and I'm speaking as one, that still don't understand the science behind red dots. So get with somebody that has a passion for them and then they can really challenge your theory and you might be right or
0: you might see that there's a different way you can do it and be more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you want to jump in before we go back to Sean?
1: yeah i would say that you know red yeah. dots are red dots are the way of the future i mean the way that if you think about it with like rifles when's the last time you shot a rifle that wasn't like a milser uh, without a red dot it's it's very very common and it's almost um easier to shoot it with a red dot than it is without it. when i was going through i was when i was in the army we had to, we had to zero on iron sights to 300 but as we were phasing out, as we were graduating, the next class was actually qualifying with the M2s, the CCOs on their rifles already, which was really awkward and really weird because we we're like, we had to shoot iron sights out to three hundred, and these guys—I don't know <laughs> if that was good or bad because trying to hit anything at three hundred with the red dot is challenging in and of itself. Mm, yeah. Um, yep. But learning to shoot a red dot on a rifle first, and then learning to shoot on a pistol is actually, uh, to me personally, it was easier because you understand your holds and you understand the bullet drop better. Um, with, with the 5.56 five, or 223, just something minuscule, like understanding the trajectory of the bullet really lets you understand the holds on the red dot. Just like a pistol, like zeroing it, say, you know, if you co-witness your red dot at 10, you understand like, all right, if it's going to 25, Thirty or forty, you're gonna to have to hold high, but you already have that basic understanding of how that bullet's gonna drop. And a nine mill drops like a sack of potatoes, man. So it's really surprising when you're trying to hit something that's fifty or sixty out and you just you're hitting the dirt every time because you're. Yeah, you have to lob it in there. Yeah, man, if, it's if, like if throwing a sure. football. You're like. Yeah when you start it's really surprising yeah Is but it, go ahead uh, i'm just a big believer in red dots on mm-hmm. pistols i mean i use one every day uh on my on my edc i think that every single pistol should come tapped for a red dot and i understand that there's so many different footprints but you can't go wrong with going with just like an rmr footprint 90 percent of the red dots out there are going to fit that footprint
0: yeah. yeah. When I was talking, so I actually had a conversation uh, today, Sean, with Cody from Walther, and um, so right now they've released uh, basically for the PDP, it's two guns, the four, the four and a, uh, what is it, the four and the four and a half, right? Yeah. Like sir. you said, they both come with uh, the cutouts for red dots, mm-hmm. um, and there's no there's no price difference. I think their um, MSRP is six forty nine, on them. Yeah. So and- I, yeah, I think people They're I already out there by the way.
4: One plate um you signify from Walter which plate you would like. You, you mm-hmm. notify them uh, what red dot you're gonna be using and they will provide you with the plate for
2: that optic. Yeah. So how does that work when you buy it at a retail location? Do you then just have to reach out to Walter later? No, you get a, you a certificate, I think.
0: Plate? You get a thing oh, and in there. you a free plate? No, they, yeah, they, well, there's a, there's a, some kind of certificate in there, right, Sean, that says you can redeem this for the plate, something like that. I think
1: that's how they're working it. it yeah. It's something like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you got guys like, you know, Agency and Zeb that just give you all three in the box. They're like, here you go. Just take it, do whatever you want
2: with it. Yeah, yeah, and okay. I, I think that's 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 interesting because you know remember when uh, Glock first put out the MOS models mm-hmm. and you know you would get all the the plates with it. I think from a manufacturing standpoint, I know the consumer might be mad like oh dude now I got to wait another week to get this thing mm-hmm. in, but from a manufacturing standpoint, look how much metal you're wasting if they're not using it right. So right. I can kind I can kind of get with that.
0: Yeah, and they cut deeper too. Um, they from from what they're telling me, they've cut deep. First of all, they redesigned the whole upper part of that the whole slide. Is redesigned so it's a completely uh, different shape on it. It's more square, like blocky and uh, chunky. So, and then can we should uh, have
2: that the house on here, Hank.
0: Yes, oh, we, we can. can. <laughs> <laughs> what is this one? It's a hollow sun. This is the, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the
2: hollow sun. This is the, uh, which model is this? I got like five of these. Damn things the, this around. is
1: the.
0: 507. What? Yeah, this... <laughs> Matt, is, yeah, like, Matt um, is on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Hold on, let's go. A, Give us a close-up X- X-
0: look, Kevin. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. This
2: is not the X2 series, though. This is one of the... Uh, where am I at? There, Right there. This is yeah. one of the older ones.
1: Okay, so that's that doesn't have the battery tray on
2: the side, right? No, this is this this, this uh, is one okay. I probably have. Man, this is like four, three or four years old. That's an old-school um, one. That it's that in you, here on yeah. my workbench. Okay. It's, still a,
1: it's still a good RDS. Yeah. The only difference yeah. is you have to take it off to change the battery, but... Um, I I only know that Hank because I run the same I run the same oh. optic but I run the I run the V2 so it has the battery
2: uh, tray on the,
0: the side size so, tray yeah yeah
1: you, you don't get, I love yeah. that I
2: mean
0: it's you don't have to take 1, it
1: off
2: hours, but, yeah. yeah and I mean, then yeah. I have this guy now I do have the new one all right this oh, yeah. is the 507K
0: uh, this is the X2 series Kevin's all right, gonna so, flex all his red dots on us now I knew I knew I knew <laughs> this was coming <laughs> I knew this coming hey,
2: I didn't know we were gonna be talking <laughs> about RDS systems now oh here's the interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. here's go the ahead. interesting thing about these though mm-hmm. when you get okay so and i just let's keep this conversation around walter so if you go out and get your new walter mm-hmm. understand something if you um go out you grab that gun fine you redeem your plate you get your plate and you put a red dot on it i hope you are ready to buy many of these things because mm-hmm. these things are not only essential i agree 100 percent with that they i don't even know i disagree a little bit i don't think they are the way of the future i think they are the way of the now Right. Like Red Dots are here to say they made their impact. And you can. um, It's one thing I love about competition, too. You know, we all understand that the big dog, Trigicon, right? They're the big dog. Uh, Then, you know, Leopold jumped into the game. You have the Shields out there. But Sun stepped in and made these things really, really awesome. They're they're like essentially the Celtic of Red Dots. Right. They They are making anything Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, so they are they are really really interesting but you will buy... hollow uh, sun's not messing around
0: with with uh, with, with not, this dude, stuff no. they are not and they've um, changed and a I lot think- since I started doing this right I mean I don't know uh, you you guys have probably been doing this longer than me but hollow sun has changed a lot over the last few years Their they're kicking quality ass. has stepped
1: up Mm-hmm. Exponentially, I mean, and they catch a lot of flack. A lot of people like, oh, it's a Chinese company. Like, no, it's a Chinese American guy mm-hmm. that started the company yeah. in California. It's an American company. Products made overseas, but every product is made overseas except for like the Arc, which I believe, or the Huey. One yeah. of those is a, is like a U.S.
0: made Are you yes. are you repping for the Chinese Americans right oh. now, Matt?
1: No, uh, I mean my wife here's is i Korean, Korean, but oh, yes. yeah. Okay, okay.
0: So, you know, the Korean uh, game it's has to step up, okay? That's right.
1: Uh, yeah. you know, yeah, this is the, the I,
0: Daewoo K2, yeah. man, you know, I I, I want a new Daewoo, damn it. That's this a nice one I,
1: <laughs> I I'm surprised they are able to come out with that cuz that this came out after the Trigicon settlement, like the whole like Trigicon oh, and what is this the
0: What is this one? So, this is the the
1: one the 507K. Oh, okay. X2 Series, and that was made for
2: the single stacks, right? That was made for the, like the the smaller pistols. Yeah, this is made for the for the smaller guns, right? Okay. And that's what I was going to say too. When you're buying your dot, consider what gun you have, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm running a smaller Walther, I might go ahead and put this guy on it, right? And yeah. If I'm running a larger one, I might go ahead and get a bigger dot like the one I showed before. Yeah. Um, which is also going to change your philosophy behind your zero, right? Because if you're running a nice little small EDC pistol, ten yarder is like a no-brainer right? It's, 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 it's kind of like, dude, just go with the 10. It makes sense, yeah. right? You got a, uh, four inches yeah. or less on the barrel, just go with 10. Why not? Um, especially when you have a, a smaller um, a viewing area. Uh, and then for the larger guns, like the one that I run my 509 on, which is a much bigger, dot, that's an enclosed reflex sight. That one I run on uh, the BP9L slide, right? The thing is, I don't know, five inches and some change. So that one, obviously the 509 fits great. So, And then I do a 25 yard zero on it. But this little guy is probably going to go on a gun and
0: get a 10. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Edward Andrews is sending me a bunch of pictures. So, okay, so, hold on. Uh, Sean, right. first of all, let me throw this up for Edward Andrews before he really... Okay, so here we go. Edward Andrews showing off his RDB. He's like, my RDB is running fine, and then he's also showing off his guns and his red dot. So there we go. Okay, got that in. Alright, Sean, sorry about that. Okay, so to get back to the, the PDP, um... What were the other new? Th- By the way, if if folks out there have like the uh, the um, what is it the PPQ right? This is uh, stepping in for the PPQ line, right? So the PPQ line is yeah. kind of uh, getting turned in down. Yeah, some you know, some models are um... still staying, but some but some are being uh, turned off a little bit, right? There, there are some cross-references
4: there. And uh, I was on the Walter website today looking at some of that information. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some really cool cross-connects with what parts are um, swappable between which models. Mm-hmm. And th- there's quite a bit. Um, obviously, like you were saying with the uh, PDP, it's, uh, the, the, the slide itself is quite a bit different. If you look at it, you could spot it immediately and say, oh, yeah, that's a Walther. Um, but there are quite a few models that are um, sharing some parts with the PDP.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, uh, right. Can I ask, ahead. Sean, a question? Sure. Yep. So, Sean, um, uh, during your your training experience with Walther, which, by the way, I love their uh, their approach to it. That's, that's pretty mm-hmm. solid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, during your training experience. How many rounds? Like, did you guys have the same guns all weekend? Like, you had a gun, and that was the gun you ran out the entire weekend?
4: No. um, There was a case of, like, 20 guns, and we all just kind of grew randomly. If we wanted to shoot the uh, full size for this class, we would take one. And if we wanted to shoot the um, compact, we would take one. So we weren't really given one gun to keep. Um, We had a box of them to draw from. Did they
0: clean them every so,
4: night?
2: Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Kev. So how many you. How many rounds would you say was fired per student? I know it was mm-hmm. 20 of you guys, right? Well, how many, 20 of you? I want to say it was like
4: 15 of us, but the instructors fell in with us also. So you would have like Bill Blowers and Tatiana Whitlock in my class with Scott Jedlinski, right, who was teaching. So, um, so roughly about 20 folks. And no, I never saw a gun cleaned in the two days that I was there.
2: How many Obviously, rounds did you guys
4: question? I think I'm conservatively estimating about 3,000
2: rounds between the two guns uh, over the two nights. We were shooting hard. So 15 per, per model, I'm just averaging this thing out. So 1,500, somebody do the math, 1,500 times 20. Let's just go with 20. What's that um, number?
0: Hold on, let me pull out my calculator. Uh, all we gotta tons, do is add zeros. Yeah, all we gotta do is add yes, zeros. 30, but, 000. uh, there you go. There thirty thousand. Okay, so thirty thousand,
2: thirty thousand rounds.
0: The Korean dude many is on it.
2: Failures <laughs> <did he laughs> see? It's a calculator app. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a math Asian. Uh, between those thirty, <laughs> so each gun ate roughly, give or take, thirty thousand rounds, right? Mm-hmm. How many? Um, did you see any um, hiccups? Anything that alarmed you? Anything you were curious about as far as on the, it's not performing the way you would expect it to perform side.
4: No, and I was really surprised at that, too. I mean, the way that I figured it is it was kind of laid bare. You know, there's, there's one thing to think about going to a shoot like that and having um, a bunch of people with, let's, let's say that, that buy their ink by the barrel, okay? Um, these are folks who have some influence in the industry, um, ranging from
0: small to huge,
4: and um they put all of us out there to just shoot practically nonstop for a couple of days. And then um they didn't just have us go out and plank, you know, like set up a bunch of targets out there and say, Okay, well, I can hit this target or I can hit that target. No, we were doing training, we were reloading, we were um, down in the mud, we ran night vision goggles one night. We did speed drills where we would absolutely push to, to run the limits of our abilities and then pull it back a little bit when we got too fast and we're starting to screw things up. So um, I really respected the fact that they were willing to just say, okay, this is what we built. This is how we did it. And um, we're confident enough in our product that we're going to bring you guys out here and just have you shoot the crap out of these guns. And we're, we're confident that you're going to go back and you're going to say good things about
2: them. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I think that, I think that's cool. That's a very interesting way to uh, introduce a product. And I think it's a good thing. Only, only problem that I've always had with like Shoshu and I know we're, we're limited there is, you know, how do you really make a, a solid impression after 10 rounds? You know, like how do you really walk away and say it, give an educated opinion. So Mm -hmm. I I do like that. Okay, I'm I'm
4: curious. And then the beautiful thing was they shipped them to us afterwards. Okay. So, um, you know, we we got the guns probably by October. And um, unfortunately, you know, with ammo setbacks, I've only had another 500 rounds uh, additionally
0: through the guns, but still no issues whatsoever. Okay. Um, let's see. Brian Quick has this question. He says, excuse me, uh, he says, does the Walther PDP feel just the same as the Q4 steel frame, uh, just with a polymer frame?
4: I don't know. I haven't shot the, uh, Q4. Uh, I feel bad about that. This was my first experience with Walther. Okay. And, um, I, I gotta tell you, I was really impressed. Um, I have been shooting Glocks uh, most of my law enforcement career, and um, this thing was amazing compared to uh, the traditional grip that I'm used to.
3: Hmm.
4: Uh, the ability to have the curves of the grip, um, I have you know, really big hands, so one of the problems that I run into is if I don't get the right beaver tail, I do experience slide bikes. And uh, that was never an issue with this gun. Um, there are kind of very, very faint uh, finger grooves in there, and, and combined with the texture, uh, man, it really just hooks up in your hand and,
0: and feels outstanding. Yeah, it looks like it's a completely new grip texture. One of the things that Cody was telling me, and I, this goes back to red, goes back to Red Dots. So I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna start that all over yes. again. Yeah, but we need like to hit red dots. dots. Yeah, but Cody was telling me that they that the frame, especially the grip, is ergonomically designed so that when you grip it, I think with your pinky... You know, and, and this I have this problem all the time, too, when I pick up a red dot, right? So I'm not fully over into the red dot camp yet, and I also have uh, stigmatism, which doesn't help, but... I'm. I'm it getting does a prescription. Well. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting a prescription for that, or I think I have it now in my glasses. But anyway, so when you're when you're when you uh, present the gun, you're looking for that red dot, right? Right. And Cody was saying that the grip is designed that the way you grip it helps you uh, find that red dot yeah. faster. If you can explain that, and then and then maybe tell us if that actually works or.
4: And I'm I'm happy to point that out because there's a couple of really good and and interesting uh, ideas that. Walter implemented here. One of them is feedback from amazing shooters. Okay, mm-hmm. so Scott Jedlinski is, I, in my humble opinion, uh, probably one of, if not the top Red Dot trainer in the U.S. right now. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything for me to say that, right? Mm-hmm. But the FBI uh, gave him the contract to train their guys into the transition of Red Dot. So I, I think that says something. hmm one of the things that he suggested to Walter in uh, going forward with the PDP is this little bit of a curve. Now, if we think about gun anatomy right now, um, and if you think about a grip, the forward side, right underneath where the magazine is, uh, comes out on the forward part of the grip, there's a little bit of an outward curve, and The biggest problem that most folks have when they transition from irons to red dots is that upon their draw stroke, when they push forward, they end up being a little bit too high. And so they're looking through that window and they're trying to find their red dot. But in reality, what they need to do is pull down on the bottom of that grip and lever forward. All of a sudden, your red dot and your front sight if if you've got cowitness sights, will appear.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Most of the time I I, and I don't remember the
0: statistics. So there's but just think, a little tiny right. curve. I'm showing a picture of the PDP right now. Just a little bit of tiny curve at the bottom of that of that right. magwell. That right. creates that particular thing. Um, yes.
4: And so if you think about okay. when you establish your normal grip and you push out and you present and you've got your mm-hmm. pinkies wrapped around that grip mm-hmm. and you're not finding that site. Right. All you've got to do is give just a little bit of pinky pressure with both fingers. Mm-hmm. And usually the muzzle dropping down, boom, there's your red dot. And, and Scott was implement, uh, incremental in, uh, implementing. That. And that
0: worked. Did you find that that worked for you or were you already just because of your training uh, immediately finding your site picture anyway?
4: You know what? It's, um, it's not a hundred percent with me. And even because I had switched holsters uh, while I was at this event, my draw stroke was different. So I was having to defeat retention devices and still maintain my draw and come out. And so that sage advice of putting mm-hmm. that pinky pressure and pulling down, helped me get back to it. Um, I- I've gone through a transition class and, um, with the uh, National Law Enforcement Firearms Instructors Association. Okay, I thought you were talking about
0: a different transition. That's okay. That helped, right. but uh-huh. yeah, but but even then, no one got maybe, that joke at all. Yeah,
1: no
0: one <laughs> got it. They're picking up what you Yeah, Kevin Dixie is like, done. "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it made a difference, though. So yeah,
4: that's yeah. that part of it is huge, and uh, you know, a lot of gun companies, I think they attach people to their names, mm-hmm. and they say. You know, this person represents our, our creed or our brand or whatever. But um, Walther absolutely listened to the folks in their Walther Defense Division, and these guys are top notch shooters and instructors. And uh, mm-hmm. they implemented some of those things that some of that feedback mm-hmm. is so
1: critical. Yeah. So with that said, uh, that and I I I, I can appreciate Walther doing that, but do you think that that creates a fundamental issue with not actually doing a proper presentation to achieve the red dot versus using a mechanical
3: mm.
1: uh you know tool on the gun to acquire that red dot because yeah, so you, when, lean as, it, as, you lean on it you lean on it too yeah, much yeah. you're saying as you're saying that i'm like okay yeah. yeah that's innovative but in my mind all i could think of is well if you're presenting correctly Then and you're co-witnessed, then you're already looking at your down your sights, and you're gonna see the red dot regardless. Yeah. I can understand if it's like a new gun owner or a new shooter and they're kind of fishing around and they're like, oh, where is it at? But if you have the reps and you just have a good, really good presentation, then it's almost like that it doesn't apply. So are they are catering to the new shooter or are they cater because it sounds like they're catering to like the you know mid-level to high performance shooter or tactical shooter. Well, I'd be happy
4: to answer that. I think the the simple answer is no. I don't don't think they're necessarily catering. I think they're building a tool in. And um, as you are well aware, we all come into um, our shooting from a different point in our journey. And and, um, if you have people who don't know red dot from a hole in the ground, they're going to really be able to rely on that. But as you build your strokes, as you build your draw strokes and your repetition, you're going to rely on it less. And it's going to come back to muscle memory, right, from that draw stroke. But eventually, you'll get to that place where maybe 80% of the time, you come out and you're on. You are dead on. But Maybe this one draw stroke, you rushed it a little bit. And you're there, but you can't, uh, oh, a little pinky pressure, boom, it's right on. Yeah. So I don't see it as a hindrance, and mm-hmm. I don't see it as building any kind of inadequacies. I think it's a tool that can be utilized and grown from. You know, people can move forward in their, in their progress with the red dot.
0: Yeah. And I'm not sure you would even Better know enough. what you're doing, because the way it's designed is that, so if, if pinky pressure is a tip for people to use to get that and I don't know whether or not Kevin I don't know whether or not you do that but if it's a if it's a tip and it's designed into the gun you probably wouldn't even realize that you're doing it anyway right you're getting a proper grip on the gun and then it's tilting it that little bit forward I guess
2: yeah i think that you know when you look at let's just take if you if you're st- sticking with like a, a glock grip right a standard mm-hmm. glock grip you haven't done anything to if i'm working with a with a with a, somebody who's having a problem acquiring any sight red dot you know mm-hmm. front sight or whatever you're normally going to back them up, and you're going to go back to grip fundamentals anyway, right? Because that's why they're having the problem. Um, you could be in a draw stroke, but normally it's about gripping a gun. You should always anyway, when you're presenting that gun out, you should already be applying pressure with your pinky, right? That's why we, we like to fit guns to people's hands, make sure you don't have too much slack going on. It's just right. floating around there because this thing is instrumental in getting a good grip. Do you have to have it to be an effective defensive shooter if you're three yards away? Uh, maybe not. Right. But when you're talking about really being proficient, this little guy really comes in hand. No matter what's going on, you should always have pressure with everything, including that pinky to level that uh, level that slide out. So right. I, I like the idea of having the extra uh, groove there, the extra curve there to quickly remind people like, hey, you need, you need pressure here. Right. Because if you were gripping a gun right, kind of what Scott was saying, if you're gripping it right anyway, you know, through repetition, that's gonna happen regardless because you should already have pressure there. I think having it there to remind people um, that, hey, if see if you apply pressure with your pinky here, it'll level out. That's another way of telling them, hey, you should be gripping the gun like this anyway, mm-hmm. right? Because that's why it's yeah. there as a reminder, you know, and if you're, out, if you're out and you're in, let's just say you're in a, a, a gunfight, right? You don't have time to say, oh, I messed up that stroke, let me reholster, right? So if you're <laughs> like, okay, right. I've, I've drawn with this gun, you know, 400, 500 times, uh, I could take a, a, a split second and just apply some pressure and I'm right back in the fight. I think it's, it's beneficial, but you should... It's also a reminder that you should be gripping the gun in that fashion regardless. And I just think if you're thinking about, you know, being in an active engagement, not having to fish and just apply a little bit of pressure, it's a lot faster to get you right on target. So I really... I like the concept.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really need to get our hands on it. We're kind of running into the 9 o'clock hour here, and I'm sure you guys have to... uh you know, you guys have uh, places to go. So what I would suggest is if people want to know more about this, um, you know, there's a video that I did uh, talking to Cody that should be going up soon. Sean has an article. Sean, where's your where's your article up on? Where can people find that?
4: So I have two articles out. Um, mm-hmm. I have more of a law enforcement-centric uh, mm-hmm. review up on Police One. Mm-hmm. But I also have an article on Guns.com
0: that is... More dedicated to strict review of the gun itself. Okay. All right. Cool. By the way, firearm, I see firearm fanatic in the chat, and wow. uh, he's tr- he's he's getting at me. Uh, he's like, is Hank in an RV? And what is it? Still got the plastic wrap on the TV. <laughs>
3: I told you, man. I <laughs> Matt told
0: you. was like, was what's what's up something. with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna stay there. It's gonna stay there until I use this TV. This is not coming off. Not coming up.
1: Channeling your inner Asian, it's going to yes, stay on exactly. that when you use it.
4: <laughs> you know it creeping through neighborhoods, jumping on unprotected Wi-Fi. Yep.
0: You know it. Uh, Rain gave us uh, a couple of bucks here. Thank you, Rain. Appreciate that. Yeah. So listen, I'm going to wrap it up. But if, but you know, for sure, go check out that article or check out the video that's going up or check out Walther uh, Arms. It's a good place to find that. When I get my hands on this, I'll do some 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 stuff with it, and I'll share that with you guys. Let me go around here and get everyone to tell you exactly how you can support them. Matt from Ballistic Inc. is here, and once again, Matt comes on, we don't talk nothing about t-shirts. That's <laughs> <We> right. <don't... laughs> this was a conversation. We can talk t-shirts
1: if you want to. It's, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> No, <their> shirts
0: <laughs> No, I appreciate what you guys do at Ballistic Inc., for sure, but whenever you come on, we always find uh, something else to talk about, but if the folks out there want to get in touch with you, uh, which, what should they do or where should they follow you?
1: Uh, I mean, you can always send us an email. Um, you can send my email is matt at ballisticink.com. If you guys, you know, mm-hmm. we get T-shirt ideas. We are like, hey, you should do this. Or if you ha- we have artists that send us artwork to say, hey, this would be a cool design. You know, if it works, we'll definitely hook you up and, you mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, you can check out our podcast, Life, Liberty and uh, Pursuit um that's weekly every friday that drops you can also that's with eric from iraq veteran eighty eight eighty eight.
0: um and yeah that's it there you go okay let's go to kevin dixie diximus maximus hi um no other no no other
2: choice.com is the website that's the absolute best way to communicate um please sign up for the email list while you're there we talked about tech and censorship earlier um, email list is going to be kind of the way we can stay in touch. We're all, you know, uh, Zuckerberg, uh, whatever day, at whatever time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, please go ahead and sign up there. Um, obviously the real NOC on all your social media platforms, the real NOC backup is KD of NOC. If you're looking for any backup and that's across the gauntlet on all the platforms, including YouTube. I would also say that if you are, if you've been enjoying or you're looking, uh, into, um, enjoying the conversations we have on Sogis and Straps, which is our IG series, um, that actually does have a YouTube channel now. Nothing's up there yet, but you can be one of the first ones to subscribe. So go ahead, Stogies and Straps on YouTube. Uh, get ready for the podcast coming there. Um, and if you want to send a personal email um, outside of the info at No Other Choice, if you want to send me a personal email. It's kd at nootherchoice Is uh,
0: Instagram still giving you a hard time, or what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. In, in,
2: Instagram has. Um, so they, they 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 spanked me and put me in a corner, <laughs> and
0: uh, nobody puts Kevin Dixie in the corner. <laughs> Yo, it
2: was it was crazy. So they they didn't let me go live oh, because I had some uh, opinions about stuff and. They, uh, right. they immediately uh, blocked me from going live. Now everybody else can talk for an unlimited amount of time on their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still like the bad kid in the corner. They give me an hour and they're like, you better love it and uh, be thankful for it. And then oh, I've wow. been a recent, I've been hard hit by the shadow man. So mm-hmm. uh, they really start hitting me hard. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we just dance. I'm not going to cry about it. And then we're going to say mm-hmm. it's going to change their minds. Uh, so that's why, you know, I made sure that the website was built um, because it is going to be the hub of all information. I will also add, too. Uh, going over to knowthechoice.com, dot com, you know, you, there is stuff there. There's uh, swag there. There are, you know, um, uh, magazines, accessories, lights, things that you can actually buy and equip yourself. Medical gear, all kind of things on the website. So, if we were talking earlier about supporting businesses, that's a great way you can do it. Um, so head over to the website, shop to your heart's content, um, and get some get some stuff headed to your door to help you, you know, survive the fight or look fashionable.
0: Yeah, and you've got so, a cl- you've got a class or an event coming up, right? When is that?
2: Uh, Yeah, so uh, plenty. all the training classes are listed there in general. If you want to
0: come travel with me, I would greatly
2: appreciate it. But uh, the event Hank's talking about, uh, you know, Scott, Matt, I would love to see you guys there as well. Um, It's called Train to Learn. So Train to Learn is essentially a three-day professional development for the industry. We're bringing in – I am not the smartest guy in the room, which is why I'm blessed to know a whole lot of smart people. So we bring in um, uh, different uh, people of different skill sets, so podcasting. Marketing. We're bringing in uh, marketing executives with different organizations. Oh wow! To in, talk to you about sponsorships, how you're rated, what they're looking for, language, communication. We're going over analytics. We're actually bringing in um, a web developer this year. That's going to talk about SOE, how to drive that, how to link that to your uh, social media platforms, get more of a return, different marketing strategies. We're also going to be coaching people about how to even
0: business plan. Okay. Like, yeah. You're. How you, you start a you're roboting a little bit right there. The shadow band right. catching up with it. Uh, yep, it is catching up with me. Am I back now? Yeah, yeah. you're back. You're back.
2: All right. Um, we'll even have a couple of uh, writers. There's just people sharing their information um, on day one. And it's in a classroom setting where you really can take notes, engage, ask these questions, right? Um, and then day two, we're going to have uh, several firearms instructors out. You're going to do basically speed dating with them. And they're going to give you you know, tips and tricks about how to be better with your gun, a little sample of their classes, So we have Ursula 308, uh, law enforcement out of Arizona, is going to be there. We have Rob Pincus, uh, obviously former law enforcement, still PDN and ICE Network, that's going to be there training. Uh, Dustin Pluth, competition shooter. Mike Willen will actually be there this year. Uh, We have Ken Scott that's actually on day three running an instructor development course to teach you how to build a curriculum, Mm -hmm. how to communicate with students, how people learn and things of that nature. Um, And we also, I feel like I'm forgetting an instructor. Oh, we have um, uh, uh, Jason Johnson, uh, which is known as Pro Knife Thrower on Instagram. He's going to be there teaching edge weapons. If if you want to see a cool video, um, go to Pro Knife Thor's Instagram page, and I believe it's on YouTube as well. This guy is so good with edge weapons and throwing knives and fighting with knives. He was actually able to stand, I want to say, about seven yards from a target with Jerry Mikulik. And before Jerry, who had a gun at low ready, could raise up and fire a gun, he already had a knife on the target from concealment, right? Like, the guy is an absolute beast. So he'll be there teaching edge weapons. And then we have uh, the No Other Choice, Choice Instructor, Jesse Lane, is going to be there teaching you empty hand techniques through the, uh, the means of Taekwondo. So you'll be able to learn all those different skill sets in one day. We'll end the day with LBD Cigar Cases is coming out and going to educate people. At the end of the day, once we feed you and you're comfortable, you, if, you, if you smoke, you smoke. If you don't, you don't. If you drink, you drink. If you don't, you don't. But they'll be there uh, educating people about how to pair a good cigar with a bourbon. That's how we're going to end. We're going to kind of relax with the night. Bonfire education about pairing your cigars with your bourbon. We'll have uh, free cigars for everybody. We'll have a free sample of bourbon for everybody. Um, and then on the third day, it's going to be complete collaboration. So all these different people around the country, we're going to equip you with all the gear you need, all the accessories you need, including our sponsors that are going to be there uh, with all their gear to look for you to go out, create content. You don't have to worry about flying to where these people are. You can actually work with them on site. And we're also going to have three uh, podcasts going live from the event. Uh, Hank was invited. We'll see if he shows the freak up. Yeah. Um, I, yeah you know, I don't also. like to
0: commit until the last minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hank shows
2: up then it'll possibly be a fourth <laughs> one. Um, but we'll, we'll have all that going on. And, um, uh, end the day, in the, the event with a ton of unity, a ton of collaboration, the last event that we hosted, most people left at minimum with about seven months of content. There are some people that are still putting out content from two years ago, uh, from that event. So, um, yeah, trying to learn. It's outside of St. Louis, Missouri. It is May twenty eighth through the thirty first of this year. There are definitely some tickets left, and I would love to see uh, everybody there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, if you if you're in uh, Missouri and you have a spot where I could park my RV for free, let me know. Hit me up. We do. We have right. we have one that can hold up to ten RVs. Oh, and then I'm, I'll probably
2: be there then, most likely, perhaps. Just uh, real quick, yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to
1: mention, and I, and you reminded me when you were telling me about. Uh, your website i know you offer some really cool stuff on there uh you had some like uh, uh pistol braces and you mm-hmm. know magazines and mm-hmm. stuff uh we are going that's what made me remember we just signed a deal with a uh, body armor company a very well-known oh. reputable body armor company so we will be offering that in stock we're gonna warehouse it at at our warehouse so it's gonna ship immediately i can't cool. tell you the name of the company yet because the ink hasn't dried mm-hmm. but uh, it is going to be uh, level three plus plates, level four plates. Um, really, really cool stuff. Um, that's affordable
0: and lightweight. So. Oh, that's cool. You can there get you watches check, yep. on Ballistic Ink. You can get shades you can.
2: on there. Yep. Yeah, actually, that's also. Awesome. Oh. I got a nice pair of Oakleys from Ballistic Ink.
0: Oh, man. Nice. nice.
2: Yes, you can.
1: And yes, you can. We will be running a sale here pretty shortly um, on Oakleys. We're about to get. Oh, a been, I broke been, up my
0: Oakley, so I
1: don't know. I might have to get well, some. Well, dude, I'll hook you up, man. No worries. Um oh, okay. <laughs> so, I broke up like um, three
0: Oakley's. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Go <laughs> let me know which pair you want, man. Go on the website, no. take
0: a look, we'll we we'll get you taken care of. No, no. Um, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything's back order for the whole COVID thing, but they just I just got an alert that they're I'm about to receive a pretty large shipment of a. Uh, Backordered ordered oakley so as soon as those come Sweet. in we'll get them up on the website and then we'll run like a, a real big 30 percent off sale or something oh, awesome to, yeah i treat everybody nice
0: yeah we should all get together and promote that i'll definitely uh throw some promos up there let's get over to sean sean uh where like tell the folks again where they can find your articles how they can support you uh what are the best <laughs> ways to communicate with you
4: uh, it's tough to follow those two acts. I mean, Kevin went on for about five yeah, minutes. Man, I don't man, know that man, I could. That's that why
0: we call him Diximus Maximus, man. You know, it's like the freaking. It's, like it's like the Starship Destroyer in Star Wars, you know. Just. Right? Like a baby's arm. Yeah, it's like a baby's arm. I have uh, <laughs> a, a, a very simple website,
4: com. It's got references to all my works. Um, you can catch me there on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And um, I write for PoliceOne.com, PewPewTactical.com, Guns.com, American Survival Guide, Glock Annual, and anywhere else. You never know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive right there. Nice. I'm definitely impressed by that. And uh, thanks so much to both of you guys for—I'm uh, sorry— all three of you guys for, for joining us here tonight. It's been a fun show. I'm not going to do a show tomorrow or Friday because tomorrow I am going to uh, set up with Walter at that military vehicle event that we've been talking about in Green Cove Springs, Florida. Um, if you look it up, I think it's called the first chapter. If you if you search Green, Crove, Green Cove Springs first chapter Military um, military vehicle event, you'll find it basically it's going to be a tank battle reenactment going on over there um so that's going to be fun like world war ii tank battles and people on the field and all that kind of stuff and if you're in florida and if you're in that area you want to come out you can come out and hang out with me and walter i will be there um and if you're really nice i might let you check out the rv do you know oh oh Mm. it depends it depends you know so anyway big thanks to you guys for hanging out big thanks for walter for being here everyone stay right there i'm gonna go to the end and i'm gonna come back and one of us is gonna have to do the uh the word of the day uh let me see i'm gonna choose that person right now it's gonna be matt so we're gonna we're gonna go to this and we'll be right back all right guys thanks for joining us make sure you smash those thumbs ups ring the bell Uh, so that you can be notified whenever we go live. Leave your comments here. We're going to rip out the audio of this and put it up on iTunes and all the other places where you get your audio podcasts from. You can find my shirts as well as lots of other good folks' shirts on Ballistic Ink, so make sure you guys check that out. Matt, hit us with the final words here. So you have to describe to me what
1: it is you want me to do. Do you want a word or do you want like... Some closing
0: thoughts. Okay, there you go. That's the final words, right there. We're out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, just what's you know what's what's on your mind. Give us some wisdom. Give us some wisdom to walk away from this with.
1: Um, You know, I am not the right person to do this. I'm going to defer my closing thoughts. to KD.
0: Okay, we're going to be here for another two days. Let's, let's go. Let's go. No, let's do this. no
2: I, would, I would just say um, in, the, in the fight that we're all in for our freedom and the preservation and expansion of rights in our country, make sure you're doing that methodically with a lot of patience and remember that it takes a lot of resolve to get the things that you want. So although that we're all um, offended and we have the right to be, although we're very passionate about what we do, we do want our freedoms abound. Uh, we have to make sure that we're approaching this thing with some science, some intelligence, and uh, by all means, be patient, be well-researched, and just, be- just believe that you are part of the good fight, whether you're talking to your next-door neighbor or you're talking to millions of people uh, via social media. You are just as important as everybody else in this fight, so do your best to make yourself the tool to go out and help us all build this
0: machine called freedom. Amen, brother. You see, Amen. Boy, that's why I did it.
1: That's, <laughs> that's right. what. Yeah, good,
0: right call. good call. Good <laughs> call. We are out of here. Thanks, Kevin. You the man. We out. Peace. All
3: right, peace out. <laughs>